Can I do my intro? Okay. Uh, this is Renee Little with uh, Art Night through Reinventing the Tattoo. And Kyle here will be um, helping me for the first hour of this, so I'm sorry if it's awkward. But hello, I'm Renee Little. Uh, I own Goldfang Gallery in Oklahoma City. You can look at my stuff at goldfanggallery.com or uh, Renee Little Tattoos on Instagram. My portfolio is usually updated pretty well. Um, today, though, uh, we are not going to tattoo. We're going to talk about art. Um, as I get my camera set up here, and we're going to have fun. And people are going to join us, hopefully. If not, then, you know, it's just us and on the internet talking about life. And I do try to keep within a topic for an evening. Um, this evening I am in my shop, so we've got some really cool light going on, but once the sun starts settling, I will change up the lighting a little bit, but, um, me in a big echoey building. So it's kind of romantic, but I'm just, you know, I finally got this nice little area set up. That's a little different. And I'm glad I get to test it out on you guys. Really. All right. So, um, I just came back from Health City in Columbus, Ohio, and that is a pretty substantial tattoo convention. Um, only, I mean, for the tattoo side, it's awesome. You have like some of the world's best just sitting side by side, working, talking. Um, there's plenty of us to do to hang out with each other, you know. So, usually, there's some really cool things that come out of it as far as collaborations. Um, just uh, we teach each other sometimes just by talking about problems we have during our days and um, funny things that we notice and we get to trade tricks and we get to trade, you know, little little bits of wisdom that we've learned uh, from the, the year prior because these things, you know, do happen yearly. But um, Health City is also a really fantastic place for artists in general, um, especially painters. Uh, this year, I got to enjoy the wet paint project that Christy Hill puts on. Um, he is also a tattooer and fine artist painter. Um, truly, a you know, detailed textured work that I absolutely love. Um, and so the whole project of this wet paint project was to bring painters together like we do tattooers basically um, side by side so you can see us all working next to each other and it gets us out of our house basically some of us you know um a little introverted a little so just seeing the magical things that can happen so i kind of wanted to talk about tonight some of the things I've learned, some of the things that, um, some of the little tricks that I've gone over, but also, um, you know, kind of how to get back into it over such a stimulating experience. I know that I have to keep going, um, even though I did just do, I, I mean, I had a recoup day, so everyone, I truly believe in recoup days, um, got to take them, put my gloves on here for this oil painting. But how do you get back into the fold? Because um, the one thing I've heard from every single person that I got to meet, and that, that was absolutely amazing. I got to meet so many absolutely amazing artists that 
Um, I've looked in magazines before, you know, um, as a young tattooer and even currently and going, oh, wow, that person's really good. <laughs> um, you know, um, I, I can really, really appreciate someone that puts in a lot of hard work and dedication and a lot of study and a lot of time. So when I'm um, approached by these people and they say like, holy shit, you just pr produced so much. You know, I feel like I'm like, I really don't feel like I do. So I'm going to talk about how I produce and see if anyone can pick up any little little tricks and little nuances that they can apply um, to their life. Um, because honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of hats that I wear. Um, and I don't know how I paint, how I paint. So maybe we can figure it out together. I'm going to keep uh, looking back here and there at my phone, see if anyone's knocking on our door, I guess, as they say. I'm going to try to do my best with that. Okay. Um, I'm really bad with this stuff sometimes, so bear with me. Okay, sorry about that. We're back. I see where my failures are in technology um, with my setup today. But you know what? I go through phone holders. I don't like phone holders, they suck. <laughs> so I keep breaking them. This is like one that's somehow half broken and still working. So, but you know, the Amazon is on its way. <laughs> if um, by any chance I don't see you trying to get into the group, just give me a couple minutes. Um, I'll see it. I'll feel it. I'm gonna try my darndest, but I don't know. Let's get going. I have a bunch of paint left over from Hell City, so I'm just going to start going and we'll get on our subjects. But if anyone wants to paint with me, that's totally, totally invited. Absolutely love it. That's the whole jam. That's the whole point of it is to watch and listen and just have moments of, you know, of learning from one another. Um, I get to listen to people talk all day so this is like my time to kind of let my brain just let loose and have a little fun with y'all oh so i want to talk about collabs right away but there was um a couple people that i spoke to that wants wants to do some tattoo collaborations which are, you know, more than one person working on an art project. We, just, we collaborate together. Um, and then, oh, here we go. This is my mineral spirits and my fast drain glaze oh, medium right away. But there was um, a couple of people that I spoke to wants to do some tattoo collaboration. Hold on, sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> At least I knew what it was when I had to fix it. Um, here we go. We got some 
fast drying gel medium there. And I have some, just like, this is my travel little case and it's wonderful. And I just use it at home too in my home studio. Um, but it's great when you can use paint that's uh, not quite dry from the weekend before. It's thick, especially when you're just doing an, I'm doing an underpainting right now. So I'm not gonna get out a whole lot of um, paint. Um, just to dedicate to something that I want to dry and chill out for a second. But I think it's my darkest red. This is my lightest light. So I can make a really nice solid underpainting. I I sketched this thing out quite a bit ago. And I still kind of want to work some things out. So I'm not even going to get out a white. I'm going to get out um, a titanium buff, which is really nice. It's just like a real nice neutral. And I have my Prussian blue out, and I have some lamp black, and I have some greens. Let me get out um, just some warm tones real quick, just so I can figure out what kind of lights I want to do. Like, um, I'll figure out where I want all my, um, my light sources, kind of as I'm figuring out what I want to be my focal point. So, so um, I like talking about the difference between when you're doing a painting collaboration and a tattoo collaboration. Um, I think they're so different, but I mean, you can approach them kind of the same way. You can either work on them together at the same time with your group of people, or you can do a little bit of it, let the thing dry, and then have them do a little bit of it, let it dry, and then pass, pass it back and forth. Um, and I, I actually, since I moved to Oklahoma, I rather like that style of um, working on it, getting it to a point. Like with collaborations, you really want to make sure um, that you don't overwork the painting. Um, because you really want your friend that you just met, you know, your other artist, you want them to have a really, uh, the, the opportunity to have a dramatic influence on the project. And the number one thing I have dealt with is, you know, very overzealous artists is that they will almost complete the entire project um, and then send it to you and you're like, um, okay, here I did some highlights, how about that? Um, so really make sure that not only do you like work the painting um, so there's more to add, but also like maybe even give them a designated thing to do, you know, like, um, oh, hey, I'll do the skull if you do this or um, so if you trade like both a foreground object and you both trade a background object, you know, if you both work on background, if you both work on, you know, it really, um, it will add that even consistency throughout the painting. So you won't be able to really tell a dramatic change, but yet you can both see the influence on both artists. And I think even that gives it a little bit more a strategy of learning from one another as well. Um, Cause that's the whole point, right? We're just like learning from each other. And this is like our, our modern bother and trade between civilizations um because yeah this is how we figure out if we're cool with another right like um that's the simplest way to put it but um it's our way to like communicate and like show that we're our minds are open to learn from one another in this very strange intimate way um when we're creating something together um i love collaborations they're really really fun 
tattoos. I've I've done a couple, but um, I've done the most with like Todd Williams. And um, just idea wise, I, I know how to read that kiddo with like a book. Like I freak them out when convention because we're all we're yeah we're all waiting for appointments. You know, just me and you just kind of taking a chill break for a second. And so I like was looking through his sketchbook and I just kind of absorbed his style. Like I got it instantly, and I was like, oh hey. And so I drew this you know, rose in his style. And I was like, Hey, it's you. And he was like, how, it, Oh my God, it's fucking you. What the hell? And it's completely different from what I do, but I was like, oh, I can, I can kind of figure it out. I can figure out people's styles and figure out how to manipulate a little bit. But when we draw together, it's really hard for me sometimes to just trust and go with my own. Cause it's so dramatically different, but I think that's what makes it fun. They, um, I'm more of a realist and illustrative artist with my tattoos, and he's more of a <laughs> dark, black work, chunky, metal as fuck, um, illustrative. <laughs> like, it's fun. <laughs> Very over exaggerated. You know, it's 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 awesome. So it's I have to definitely find a key chunk. You know. Um, in the tattoo design that's mine and you know we always have to designate it like that um and then somehow we can come together also in the background and then it looks cool you know we still we actually um one of our collabs uh he later became the tattooer himself and every convention or so i see him and he like does a little check-in he's like yo look at this tattoo you guys did it's awesome and it's so fun and it's like this toddy type monster and I did this cool crow in its mouth and it's just very uh it was a fun project so it's something and people know it's something special you know you know they know like how rare that is that we can actually come together and do some cool work together you know especially after well just like the last couple of years you know that makes it even more um particularly magical um so yes, um, painting together sometimes is a little difficult um, because of that, you know, the distance, um, the time, figuring out schedules, all that stuff. That's a little hard. But so I like that process and mailing paintings. Um, I've adapted this really really cool idea that. Um, it, it, I haven't quite figured it out for bigger paintings because there's a whole center. If it's like really long, there's a whole center gap problem. But if it's, you know, something like this, like um, once I get to like the underpainting and stuff and I like the proportions, I like the size and stuff like that, I'll actually make like a, like a, a bridge on this. I'll build like, what is this? I'll add maybe like three fourths of an inch. Um, height-wise to the sides of these, so I create like a little skeleton for it. And then I can put a board directly on top of it and brace it. So then I can stack these guys together and I can mail them. I can put them in my car and throw them around, you know, um, and it just doesn't let anything touch the surface. But that's after letting the oil sit, you know, for a little bit. And then at least after that, like, you know, nothing will squish it, you know, like someone could sit on it and be fine. Don't do it, but you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So, as you can see here, I'm just doing, I'm getting in my darks. I'm, I'm kind of getting used to talking and painting again. Um, I um, still have been getting my breath right um, after I had COVID even last year, and I find myself just like breathing, you know? So that's what that's all about. But whatever. Um, I feel like the kid from Malcolm and uh, Malcolm in the Middle, his friend Stevie. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, hold on. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, oh, I'm not being dramatic. I really can't breathe. Okay, hold on. <laughs> um, but let's see. I'm getting in the dark. Um, this is so okay. I, how I paint, how I work, and I don't know if this, I hope this can help anyone um, that wants to just produce, you know, as I'll let you know, I, some of the stuff I produce is not always good, you know, um, but I don't ever just give up on anything, hardly, either. Like, I would much rather gesso over a painting I did not like and do something completely different than just, like, have a painting sit there and stare at me and I just hate it, you know? Um, and I've done that. I've actually done that. I took a, uh, to an oil painting and I knew how many layers were on it. And I just knew exactly to the point that I was like, I hate this painting. Um, I like that, you know, it was one of those, I just didn't stop when I should have. Um, so I took some fine grit sandpaper and just sanded down a layer or two. And so it was kind of like where I needed it to be. And I just started again. And I'm like currently smoothing everything out and it's actually looking pretty good. Um, but I say that I work cylindrically. I work um, in a style where like I need to sleep, right? I need to eat. I need to concentrate on everything. I'm wearing like 50 hats and in this studio and tattoo shop. So, and prints and all my other little invention things. And, so I will get a bunch of paintings started and get the ideas down, you know, and then I'll, once I've done it to the point where I'm like, okay, um, I feel good about this. I've, I, you know, I need to let it sit for a second just so I can think about it and I don't overwork it. And I do, I put it down and then I do my, you know, go to other projects and then I come back to it. And um, I have a lot of those. So it kind of looks like I'm constantly doing stuff, but really, like, my entire life is geared around my projects. And so, like, and I consider, you know, redoing my website a project. I consider, um, you know, deep cleaning my house a project. I consider, you know, building a chandelier a project. Um, so I have all my little projects and they're going all at the same time. And I have lists for these things too. And I can visually see as well. Like everything that I organize is visually out for me to see. Um, and I try to stay very organized within my studio. You know, like everything's labeled. I know where everything is. I do deep cleans all the time. Um, I do the Marie Kondo thing. I mean, I did that even before I knew what that was. But I, I consider myself a Dallas. So that's kind of, you know, get rid of the excess so you can think clearly and you can look really within the universe. Uh, and I can't do that with clutter. It freaks me out. 
So my sister's the same way. We kind of function the same way. We can't think. We can't process stuff that there's clutter. And so we'll clean the entire house, like baseboards and all, and then do our projects. And it'll be like five in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, getting shit done. Um, so like even this painting right now, I did like the charcoal rendering of it probably like last year. But he was next to, um, ooh, Ananda. Uh, he was next to like three other paintings that are just as unfinished as he is. So, yeah, perfect. All right, I think we have uh, another participant. Make sure you turn on your your audio. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Hello. Yo, maybe I yeah. should. Uh, how are you, ma'am? Oh, yeah, there you go. Ooh, turn it up. Ooh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Mute it. There you go. That, I did the same thing. That was cool. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Actually, turn it turn it down just a little bit. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm just so gonna. Are... I love what you're making so far, dude, and what you were saying about the underlayers and. Uh, like gently working stuff in, adjusting to the other like co-creator with collaborating. I, I've been picking up so many gems while I've been trying to figure out how the fuck to do this again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that painting behind you is awesome. Oh, I love it. A Facebook Marketplace gold find for like $50, but it's an original oil. It's been so inspiring. Oh, oh that's, yeah, that's good. That, see, that's the stuff that I am like, oh, that's good. That hits. You know, because the the amount of study it takes to do something so clear and the layers and the oh, yeah, good. I'm usually underappreciated. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. really pretty. All the glazing and you know, seeing all the strokes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here. I thought I was hoping I'd be mm -hmm. able to paint, but then I realized that I have to catch up to work stuff for tomorrow. Ah. Oh. oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about Because I am kind of talking about... Ooh. Do you have any um, headphones? I do not. Ugh. Sorry, struggling. Oh, it's picking up Sorry, I will be back. Do you have um? Go put some little headphones on. Oh, okay. You muted. Yes, I, I I did mute it to reduce the noise. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go look for my um my little headphones and get those hooked up to the Bluetooth, and I will be back. Okay, sounds good. I'll talk about uh, yeah, I'll talk about. I'm gonna wait for you to come back, and I'll talk about 
Catton and stuff. Okay, so that's Amanda. She owns um, Light Hand Tattoo in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, and she's my buddy. She just went with me to Health City as well. Um, and see, that's why we always uh, stress on the headphones because it reduces all the outside noise. Um, because these things are sensitive. Um, yes. Oh, she's got a She's got a pair. And you're never late. If you anyone wants to ever jump onto these things, we totally take late um, comers with, you know, we're, we're good hosts, we hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, that's a, that was a good question. Uh, I'm really glad that we're going to talk about it is how do you tattoo and paint? And how do you, yeah. Um, okay, so, you know, I tat, you know, I tattoo a lot. I, um, I have a, you know, I've got a full schedule. I do tattoo um, only Wednesdays through Saturdays um, because I also am like a co-manager of my business. Um, you know, I'm the owner, so I have to, I do orders. I don't even paint on those days, you know. Um, so I, I, I try, I try my hardest to actually like you know that feeling you get when you have a cancellation and they're like last minute cancellation and you're just like oh, you know and you kind of lose the vibe i try not to lose the vibe um you know if someone's running late and i'm already set up and i'm just like looking out the window for them sadly i literally just have a place like in my shop and it, you know if you work at a shop and they have a problem with this you can be like that's weird okay. um Put it in your booth or something small that you can set up, um, just like a little palette and like your paints, and so you can just kind of sit down and just get to it um, while they while you wait for them, you know. Um, and that's it. I don't wait. I'm a really bad waitist. Um, I will keep moving. Um, I don't know if that's something I should probably talk to my shrink about. <laughs> But I am really bad at waiting. I mean, I will. I'm very patient if I know what's going on. But, um, you know, I, yeah, sitting, standing and sitting out a window to me is like mind-numbingly. Um, I can't do it. I have to kind of keep myself focused. And again, I have a whole list of things I have to do all the time. So I just keep looking at the list and seeing what I got to go from there. But so I do that, I'll either I'll have a cancellation or I'll have an early night. Um, I'll take that early night and I don't have kids either. So, you know, that is a factor. Um, but I'll try to take that early night and at least like gesso some canvases, which if you follow me on Instagram, you can see I've just been making these little stories about gessoing. Um, I'm a romantic nerd about gessoing. Like, God, if I could spend the same amount of attention just to make a board like I can like on a boyfriend or like you know like I'd probably keep a boyfriend better if I could spend that much time but I love just it's soothing um some people hate it you know um but just is basically taking acrylic and a fine silica cyan chalk um and 
evenly distributing on your board or canvas. So it has a really nice structured base for your paint to cling on to and something that won't corrode from the behind it. Um, if you have a really acid, high alkaline, you know, or not how anti-alkaline, sorry, um, you know, board or a piece of wood or everything has acids in it, right? So you need something that will nullify those acids and something that will allow the oil to absorb a little and then settle. So the paint and the pigments have room to settle and, you know, um, firm. So without a really good gessoed board, if you're doing oil, and even acrylic, even acrylic, I'll do, you know, it's all about your surface. It's all, you know, it's, it's about that really clean foundation before you even start your painting. And that's sometimes that's the one thing that people skip out on the most is the stuff you should probably pay attention to the most. And I'll do several layers. Um, the board that I'm painting in my stories is for a giant painting that I've actually already started painting, but I decided I hate it. Um, it was, it was weird. I like drew it out. Um, and I didn't look at it for a while and I felt like the proportions were just off. So I said, fuck it. And I like turned it over and I started doing another painting. And that's it too. I didn't gesso it or anything. I thought I was just sketching it. And I just kept going. I was like, oh shit. So now I have to actually do it for real. And now I think I'm like, oh, I actually have a painting idea and this is wonderful. So the gestoing of this board that I'm doing, I mean, if this board doesn't last 3,000 years, I'm going to be surprised, you know? Um, because if I'm going to put that much effort into a painting, um, I want it to last. And, um, yeah, kind of how my brain goes with it. But um, I'm doing some really nice thin layers, letting it dry, doing a thin layer, letting it dry, um, and then sanding it at the very end. I'm sanding it a little bit here and there, but sanding it at the very end so I get a really nice, fine, fine paper-like texture. And that's what I'm after. All right. Ananda, are you back? Hello? All right. How is this? Am I, am oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds better. Yay. Yay. I just relocated. Had a little, uh, yeah, it works. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love it. It's so you're... sensitive, even if you like. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, it's so even if you hold like the thing with your hand or something, you can hear this. It sounds like cool old boat squeaking. Ooh, yay, old boats, but mm, not not right now. Not a good vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I love what you were saying about putting the attention into the underlayer because I have really struggled with that lately because I get so excited to finally be painting again that I just want to get straight into it and just start laying the color down. Um, but mm -hmm. it does it does make I mean, such a difference. But Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and then I mean, your your painting will actually go faster if you think about it, because you're not spending this time just like repainting, rehashing out the same, you know, like, like overpainting. 
you're just like redoing the same shapes over and over again like this keeps the hand moving you know yeah um, and you can do yeah and you can do color or you just do dark mid-tones and stuff like that so yeah like for me I'm like oh my god I will overwork a painting if I just like try to finish it in a night you know mm-hmm. I will totally overwork Mm-hmm. 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 well that's what I found it so hard at the what paint people were starting like painting start to finish and I was like holy shit oh man <laughs> no pressure yeah can't do that, can't do that. sorry yeah sorry, uh, that, was, that was such a level up that was I mean I yeah. It's it is it just one of the experiences like that just call you to just just do better, just figure it out. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like there's so many things that I would do differently now that I've done that. And yeah, one of the biggest parts that I one of my biggest takeaways was putting that work into the uh into the underlayer and just letting like putting the same amount of time that I would think that I would put in t- into a painting like a finished piece into just like deciding exactly where all the shadows are going to go getting all of the proportions perfectly figured out before you know getting into working color and everything like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was taught to paint very loose um super loosey-goosey you know like um I mean what even like move my hand all the way back to the brush and just like sit back and just like pat 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 loosey goosey squiggle squiggle and a pat mm-hmm. and a squiggle you know because I can I can see back I can sit back you know or I'll stand up and get all the way back like you see those really cool like really long extensions and like little things like that's just that's a trick to loosen you up and to get in your values the way that you want to because if you get really close on the things you can't see that you know it's really hard to see the big picture when you're so close in it um totally for life and for <laughs> yeah i'm like well that's prophetic <laughs> um true things so, are true yeah, yeah. i feel true. like that's such a yeah, no, that's, that's such a tough thing as tattooers because we're so like honed into the you know how the tattoo is going into the skin how like the micro noticings of like what's going on you know and Mm. it's such you know I've heard these last forever and stuff so it feels like pressure sometimes (laughs) so just like stepping Mm. back and just going like really loose and abstract with it for a while um I've Mm. noticed that you know it just it really does take a total like shift in perspective to let myself like mm-hmm. loosen up yeah uh, uh, it definitely helps like when I'm drawing tattoos now because I mean I used to have a serious problem with value like I um want everyone to fully know even if you've been tattooing for like 15 20 years go get a critique by someone you like like their work you know even if they're mean and scary go get that critique mm-hmm. they will tell you and every single person crushed me about my value and I'm like god damn it you know no. like how long have I studied and I can't figure out value on my tattoos um and that's stupid like I would have like high contrast tattoos and then I would have some tattoos that were just like 
yeah, if this was black and white, you wouldn't see any of it. And mm. I have gone back into those decks. Um, I always go back into my work after the fact, especially if they've been critiqued like that. I'm like, okay, I'll go back. Um, mm-hmm. But with painting, that really, painting loosely helps me get that shit taken like in gear. It helps me see, you know, stuff that I can't really see because I'm thinking about the body shape. I'm thinking about this is a time to see value and color and, you know, rectangle compositions. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. That's, I mean, that's the main difference in tattooing, though, is you don't have the rectangle composition. Oh, right. Yeah, you don't have so that, you have, like, given border. You have to think, yeah, yeah. You have to actually think diff- a little differently in that way. So are you, you are, what are you making, Amanda? I am working on this concept of a girl holding up a bunch of, like, flowers, but they're, like, balloons that are, like, carrying her up. Um, that's my sketch from the consultation. Okay. These are my my notes, fun little notes that I took, and the prep work that she gave me of the flowers that she likes, and the the idea. Um, oh, I forgot that it was supposed to be a small girl. Important information, yay! <laughs> oh yeah, just getting into it. So a bunch of flower outlines just to get I really like when it comes into doing like realistic illustrative realism flowers I just like finding good references and then just making a clean line drawing over them I used to just eyeball everything Mm -hmm. but it takes so long and some of the realism gets lost too and quite frankly when it comes into tattooing um there's so many pieces that I'm pushing out that I you know I Somebody put it to me really, uh, really well. They're like, this is a tool that you have. Because I was like, no, it's tracing, mm-hmm. it's cheating. And it's like, no, you're utilizing mm-hmm. the tools that you have. There's, you know, different moments for different kinds of, uh, for different tools. So, yeah, I'm going through. That's and so tracing. Oh, go on. Yeah, just going through tracing, tracing my flower outline so then I can get my my base that I will uh, fadoodle with later and tweak and move around as I get mm-hmm. it exactly the way that I want it for this unique piece. Um, but yeah, I, I like to start out with a, you know, a realistic outline of, of the flowers and then mm-hmm. I'll abstract them and adjust them later. All right. Um, well, I, I do want to actually bring a good point with this because this was a, an apprentice question from someone mm-hmm. and they were like well like what's the difference i'm like well when you know how to draw a flower you can totally like use the shape and trace the shape tatters have been doing that and artists have been doing that forever like mm-hmm. we, we used to use tracing paper <laughs> we used to use yeah, right? a light tape and it's for the purpose of making sure it's right making sure your shapes are right but if you know how to draw a flower, you know how to draw a flower. So we're not tracing it. We're just, it's there as like a helper. The iPad, yes, 
but also the picture of the flower. Because you're not going to draw every single thing that photo has in it. You're mm-hmm. going to use the basic shapes. And I, the premise was like, I don't get it. I'm like, well, let's go draw some flowers and then let's trace it and let's see what the difference is. And then she was like, oh, okay. She saw that she knew what those stamens actually were. She knew what those, like the veins of the flowers, how those work. So she knew the dimensions of the flower. Like if you know, like how the veins work in a flower, you know, all mm-hmm. those little petals, like um, you can figure out like how that petal works and how it moves. Oh yeah. Um, and yes. That's the big, yeah. A lot of people are like, is it tracing? I'm like, no, not necessarily. Because if you trace it, you'll, you will have a fucked up drawing. Yeah. There's definitely artistic choices that need to be made in order to really have an elegant design. And I realized that also I've been like kind of calming down from like the, the to do of getting, you know, remembering how to do this video thing and everything that's been going on personally. And you know, that balance in the background and just kind of like zoning out and Mm -hmm. just, it's just drawing, you know, Mm -hmm. really, really awesome, really awesome person once told me when I was nervous about a working convention uh, or a guest spot, I think it was a guest spot. And this great friend was like, well, it's just tattooing. It's just tattooing. You're just going to go and tattoo. It's, it's, you know how to do that. Just just relax and yeah, let it happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you just gonna let it happen. You know what to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, the life balance. Once you have all these little tricks, um, life balance starts happening, you know, um, from what I have seen. Because life balance, I think, is the hardest thing in tattooing. I think because there's so much that we can do. We have to figure out what we need to do. Good, yeah. I have that problem. Yeah, I'm like, but what do I need to do? I know I have plenty to do. Mm-hmm. But what's like, but what's the most important? Like, will I make a lot of money doing that? No, probably not. But I'm gonna do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll go over here and do this this craft real quick. <laughs> Well, that's the kind of stuff that feeds your creativity, though. Um, at Hell City, there was this really great talk, uh, a um, a panel hosted by uh, Toby. Oh my gosh, I just met him this weekend. His his last name, uh, shoot, absolutely yeah, phenomenal shoot. painter and artist. His name starts with a G. I should probably, I could probably look it up. Um, but he was talking about how those times when we feel like we're not working you know when we're not working and we're like oh I should be doing this I should be doing that and he's like that's you're feeding your creativity um Mm -hmm. and it's it's such an important part of the mix Mm -hmm. no it is it's like uh once you are um I was talking to my friend after velocity too uh about uh the guilt monster you know, like mm-hmm. these kind of conventions really help us have this guilt monster. And, um, and it is like seeing all this work, like, oh man, if you have the feeling of, oh man, I should paint or, oh man, I mean, I'm not doing enough. That's the guilt monster, but it's like mm-hmm. our friend and maybe it'll help get through our, this like stagnant weird side that we may have been in. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, the goat monster's positive. He's fun. He cracks jokes, but he'll keep you. Yeah, he'll keep you up at night, going, "Oh, I just really need to put some paint to some some canvas right now." <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, what is your uh, What does your so- guilt monster look like? <laughs> oh. Toby, uh, my my guilt monster um, looks like a mix between a monkey and a gremlin, and they oh. just I feel like they just like sit in my like my shoulders like between my shoulder blades and just kind of like pull my hair every once in a while like come on come on like an all real monster monster you know <laughs> that would be awesome mine like looks like my grandma and my ballerina teacher all mixed in a one like a real lady like high bun like now renee mm-hmm. have you painted today oh you are, wasting, you are wasting your pants <laughs> oh you know very mm-hmm. yeah very 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 tight tight high bun that's my guilt monster. And she's like, you know, Victorian collared. Um, yes. <laughs> yep. That's funny. That I you like say that. that. You're just I love that you say <laughs> that because I'm, it's, there's like a, a, a Alice in Wonderland uh, influence to the dress of the person that I'm doing. And I'm just like dropping into that vibe. And uh, you're just the, the voice of your guilt monster reminded me so much of like, now Alice, like the the teacher yeah. who was with her trying to keep her on task. Yeah, that was me, bro. I was Alice. I was like, all right. Oh my. Oh yeah. I had a book of etiquette given to me, I think at age 12. And it was I had one too. It wasn't like a, yeah, it was like a, you better learn this. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's what we're doing now with our lives. Oh, oh, all right. Mine was white gloves Mm -hmm. and party manners. Oh, the debutantes. Oh, Oh, yes. No, mine was the Nashville debutantes. See, I didn't learn that. I wish I did. I learned how to set a table for 16 with all the silverware, all of it. I know every single name for every silverware you could have. Like, I know where they go. I know how to use them. I have a collection of Demitas spoons because those became my favorite. <laughs> my, yeah, like every single girl in my family got like a full silver set you know, that my grandma handpicked for us. I was like, we don't do that shit now. Oh my God. Like I buy some stuff on Amazon and have it sent to my niece's house. Mm-hmm. You know, like my grandma like this stuff. Like she saw that someone died in the paper and she thought, ooh, silverware. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 like <laughs> wow, how else uh, do you get you know, silverware? Death, that's how you do it. You yeah. Know? Just, that's in silverware yeah. <laughs> that's this is how it happens this is how it happens this is how it happens 
Oh, yeah. Um, my grandfather was a crazy, wonderful man, but like he got a little grouchy in his old age and I laughed so hard at him one day, which I mean, that's how that's how he was. I could laugh at him. He was just an old Romanian man. And mm. um, <laughs> he said something about, about a new maid in the house and she's like, what if she steals the silver? And I was like, shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just too good you know like no one gives a fuck about that silver grandpa oh my god <laughs> we are past that but, yeah we're past that we're talking about cryptocurrency now gramps exactly exactly like she can't hawk that yeah she can't even hawk it out of the house how the hell she got upon it mm-hmm. all right even with my underlayer right now, I just wanted to point out, I'm doing a lift technique where I'm like cleaning my brush out really good and mineral spirits and conditioning my brush with mineral spirits and drying it out and then lifting off where I want some more highlight or I want some more texture. And it's an easy way without having to like go in and add your light tones while you're doing your underpainting. Um, and I'll, I'll take my phone off the jack and I'll show you up and close like what it's actually doing because it's pretty cool and it just really helps get like a natural light sense and then the mineral spirits does spread a little bit because you can't get your brush totally clean from it um, and it creates these really cool textures that I like to manipulate after all this dries or settles for a little bit like I'm literally going to hop onto another painting as soon as I'm done with this one and do the underlaying for it because I have the paint out and this is how we conserve. This is how we do And that's you. Oil paints. This is how we do. Um, <laughs> oil painting uh, can be expensive if you're wasteful with it. So don't uh-huh. be wasteful with it. Um, I just get out a couple colors at a time of what layers I'm going to do. And then I use it, I use it in that sitting. Like I'll go around to other paintings. I'm like, ooh, it needs a little bit of that. Um, you know, so if you live with your paintings, it's really easy to keep working on them. But and I came back home and everyone was like, holy shit, did you sell the mother painting? Um, and I'm like, no, but I finished it. And it, that was a painting that took two years to finish, um, but it's currently drying and settling in Fawn's booth at Red Tree. Um, I love how that turned out. Talk about oh, thanks, that, dude. man. All the different tones thanks. that you got going in that. It was hard. Um, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never doing it. I was dumb. I yeah, that was a dumb mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? What dumb. have I done? Uh, for the uh, so I can explain to those who don't. Uh, the mother painting was my my ode to my mommies, um, who served the great duty of childbearing, um, because mother octopuses will you know protect their nest their eggs um and won't move for like six months or so six to eight months or something like that um mm-hmm. and so they're they're t- they're tired they're starved 
you know, by the time that their babies hatch and then their babies and then they die after their babies hatch usually. And then, then their babies eat the moms. So I did a, a really, really detailed painting of a mother guarding her eggs. And those eggs took forever because I, you know, I could have just done little satchels, but no, I wanted to put like little translucent baby octopus embryos in them. That was one of my favorite parts about it though, is that there are so many layers to the colors and the, um, like the texture within the egg, there was some transparency going on and the subtlety with the glazes was trapping a lot of light too. Um, which is really pretty. I put gold, I made a trans, um, the final layer that you saw, um, had, cause I had like, what I did is I like did a, two layers of the eggs. And then, um, of like the back of the egg sac, right? And then I drew like in the little octopus, and that was a whole layer. I was drawing these little, like painting these little octopuses in there. Um, and then the layer that everyone got to see me do is like the final outside layer of the egg shell, and which is like a thin jelly like it feels like a tubular seaweed, you know, it feels like like a cartilage or something, but thin. Um, so I was like, hmm, um, like seeing these things in person is real wild because they are translucent, but they're like, you know, like gross, like medical latex is kind of yellowy and white. It looked like that. So mm-hmm. I put in a little bit of, of gold. I was going to use an ochre, but instead I used a gold. Um, and that really captured the light. And I did that in the foreground ones. And that was like really, because it was translucent, it had gold in it and a pinch of like a, a white. And so mm. it looked like ochre, but also shiny. But it also looked, you know, it was cool. I liked it. Um, mm. Let me get up close. I'm gonna. Sorry, guys, from the shaky ass camera. But let me get up close so I can show you. Let me get a tissue page. Okay, cool. Let me show you these little details that. Let me show you the action that I did too. So, like right here is just literally it was solid pigment that I or um, oil paint that I put on there. Let me clean out this brush real quick and I'll show you what I got going on. But see that natural texture that I was able to get? That bulbous, rounded, chunky monkey texture. Mm-hmm. That was really easy. All I did, I just did some figure eights on there. Um, and then with some darks and then I went in with a mid-tone underneath, you know, to capture that light. And then like, see like right here, I can just like go back in and be like, Mm. Boop, boop. and then you can manipulate it to like doing like cool little anything you want really I can make like sharp little lines I can make like ooh, I can do all kinds of little stuff and that's sometimes how I bring out my texture in my because sometimes if I don't want to I do want to get down the color but I really want to get down the texture in the underpainting and that's how I do that. Like I figure it all out in the underpainting where my highlights are going to be, where my texture is going to be. Here, I'll, I don't want that. Actually, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, oh, let me go back. Because um, I am kind of, this is kind of important, especially if, I mean, I know it's something that's so minutely not noticeable, but I notice it in paintings. Like I could go through and put white because I want this, these little tendrils of the 
ends of the octopus tendrils to be like really bright because that's going to be my focal point and then i want this eye to be like real kind of creepy back there i don't mm -hmm. know if anyone this this painting is just octopuses that they're so old their tendrils are so thin and weird and like laggy you know mm -hmm. that's for those that's gonna be an old boy you know this is a little boy right there so uh to make sure that once I paint that and the texture is nice and flat and this looks like this is on top of this, I wait. I wait till I do all of this stuff back here. So that final layer and I can get all those details, um, that will rest all on top of this. So I don't want to touch this. I want to leave this as flat and clean as possible. So when I go in with all my actual coats of white or opaque colors, like all my light tones, Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with a really clean board, no texture, um, so that can really sit on top of everything. So again, I'm going to take away and drag and push and clean, take away, drag and push and clean. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have a couple little bit more darks left. I do have out like a little ochre. Let me get out that. We have some mid-tones still we can do. We did all our darks on this guy, so I want to get in what mid-tones I can. Uh, let's see, I have like a blue, Prussian blue for setting everything back into the painting. Um, I want to use a little bit of a warm tone, still kind of fleshy, to push the eye forward on those pentacles. Oh, yes, and I have that, but nice buff titanium mixed that together and I'm gonna take my mineral spirits and really really kind of wash it out like make a really nice thin 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 layer and then kind of go in and just kind of put them with nice little mid-tones mm, are you are <laughs> and I want this to be kind of blurry because this isn't going to be my focal ground so this or my foreground so uh not my main focus there we go that was like the whole sentence I was looking for it said focus ground you know y'all know what I meant um <laughs> uh this is a perfect opportunity to do this when the painting is real wet it's not really just kind of ground everything together. So how are you feeling after Hell City? I, I gave everyone a little intro of who you were and um, stuff when you're looking uh -huh. through your headphones. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm doing good. I'm uh I'm still I'm still buzzing from it. I've been doodling like almost nonstop. I went to a, I got to sneak away to a family uh, lunch uh, yesterday and I was literally just sitting at the table doodling all kinds of random stuff. My cousin who was visiting was talking about how she liked to make cakes. And so I started drawing and I was like, hmm, when was the last time I drew a cupcake? And then I started drawing cupcakes. Uh, just oh. looking up references and be like, oh yeah, that's how I do that. So yeah, I feel like I'm very much in that, you know, just still hyper absorbent, you know, what am I capable of and what, 
you know, kind of reminding myself like what I can do regardless of whether or not I think I can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, let's try it. Let's mm-hmm. draw a cupcake. Like, oh, what if I try yeah, it that way? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, doing good. I mean, um, Oh, yeah, no, it's, um, sorry, I think there's just a little lag. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're good, you're good. Uh, just, yeah, my son being sick and everything, and, you know, and he's starting to feel kind of better, but it's, like, still kind of coming and going, so it's a little weird, but I'm just, yeah. you know, for it. That's what it is. I know, why are all, all the babies are sick at once? I know, right? Your kitty, and then and then like my dude get sick, got sick while I was gone. It's like, no, this is not how this is supposed to work. I leave, and everything stays just where I put it. I mean, it's gonna. I'm gonna. We gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. What stuff I need to do? I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring my babies with me next time. Mm -hmm. That's smart. Yeah. I think it'll go over really yeah. well. I've never done it. I don't know. That's three babies, one one Nissan, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say the La Quinta Inn. Um, mm-hmm. But at least I'll like, yeah, I'll like know like what's going on with them. And I won't mm-hmm. have to use my psychicness, which I mean, I practice every day, you know. <laughs> So on point though, I mean, like, I knew something was up. Yep. I knew it. Yeah. I was like, all I could say was what, like, I miss my cats, but I was like, something is wrong. All I can think about is my cats right now. And something is really wrong. And something. Wait, we're going to have to take him in. Um, He's going to look like a Viking cat after all of this. I mean, he already does. But taking him back for his uh, year, getting more work done. Yeah, it's it's getting gross again. Yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So my vet's like trying to figure it out because, like, usually it's like it's like blunt force trauma, which I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to think about mites, like ear mites, or like um, an infection or something. And I'm like, it doesn't mean ear mites. It doesn't like so. I don't know what's going on, but my vet. Um, She's really good. She'll figure it out. And I'm like, man, I got to go to vet school. I want to be able to do this myself, you know? (laughs) But it's so gross. (laughs) It's so gross. Yes, I need to be able to drain my baby's ears. He's a fighter. (laughs) He's a fighter. Just like his mama. He's like, no. Well, yeah, you're. No. Yeah. Little tourist baby. Well, yeah, yes, um, the cauliflower. Yeah, like fighters get cauliflower ear and stuff. You know. Oh my gosh! Like, exactly. What happened to your ear? What happened? It's a badge of honor. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about the shop. I'm like, we're gonna have a save Pippin benefit where she's gonna be like, donate to Pippin's vet bills. Because he's awesome. We're going to try to save his ear. Yeah. I mean, either way, 
He's gonna look cool. <laughs> He's gonna be super cool. He's, He's so lucky to have you as a mom. It's so good to see babies taken care of by people that appreciate him so much. It was either that or death, so you know how it goes. <laughs> oh yeah. I if you put a cat on me, I I can't like I can't have it be like I'm that person. If you see a person like pull over on the interstate to pick up a dead cat and like put it like at least off the street, that's me. That's mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Classic. I've like, but I'm pretty good at it. You know, I'm safe. I've gotten yelled at a lot. But you know, whatever. I'm like, you see me, just don't hit me. Just fucker. Don't hit me. Like, this it's that easy. Yeah, don't make it about see what you. I'm doing. Yeah. I don't care. I'm in your way. It takes me two seconds to just get this beautiful baby off in the middle of the street for fuck's sake. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. All right. I think that I'm almost done with this underpinning. Almost. 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 Mm. I'm going to get my little crevices up. Patricia here. Um, yeah. I, uh, let's see. How city painting side? I'm. I wanted to like physically have like a chiller time and I forgot how heavy my paintings are. Um, so that I felt like, oh, duh, that was a dumb one on me. Um, but it was like very, it was just different. Like usually tattooing is so, um, you know, like just, I don't know. You're talking to the clients differently and, you know, it's just a whole different scenario it feels like but I had fun oh yeah I had a lot of fun too it was very different painting um versus tattooing had not having that client interaction and just kind of just being in our own little world um it was kind of relaxing but mm -hmm. at the same time like it was so easy to zone out into my own weirdness <laughs> <laughs> how healthy is yeah, that yeah what time of day it was oh yeah like looking up and like realizing that. like oh it's 11 <laughs> yeah like I oh, left hours ago shit. I don't know I felt yeah. like I just, I just yeah. wanted to keep going though I mean there was such a great vibe in that room you know like so many amazing creators like all mm -hmm. together and it's just like all right I, I need to take a break from like what I'm doing and then I just like just even just looking around, I didn't even have to get up, but just looking around and be like, oh man, oh yeah, oh okay, cool. And then I look back at my painting, I'm like, well, I could do that. And I, and I mean, I could, well, not like what they were doing, but you know what I mean? Like seeing something new in my painting that I wasn't seeing before, um, just by having so much like mm -hmm. artistic stimulation around. Uh, it was really, really and I, I mean, you gotta help me think on this. I mean, because I mean, I feel like I'm pretty exposed, you know, to the art world, you know, mm -hmm. and I've kept myself pretty involved, and I just don't feel like there's events like that um, for painters like that, you know, that's like so easily accept um, accessible to the public, like. I, I mean, I've done plenty of shows. I've done plenty of, you know, like, um, 
art, you know, like art, like art fairs and stuff like that. But like for the, those, I mean, those are outside. Those are like, I felt like this was like a whole different vibe to where like we were actually creating as well and, and showing off and presenting. Um, and so I feel like even for people who are collectors, there's a lot of collectors there, um, mm-hmm. you know, purchasing paintings. I just, yeah, from that, their perspective, like what a, what a cool thing to have, you know, because yeah, like you don't have to, you, oh, I'll say it. I don't want to say it, but I'll say it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, not to be offensive, but I am. Uh, you don't have Absolutely. to like mill through the, the hotel art fluff, you know, that you see at art fairs sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it was all really, really quality, amazing, fine artists that are all really professional and know mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing and doing not just sellable art, but like archival in the sense of romantic history. You know, like they're expressing their their thoughts in these beautiful, like uh, artful ways of communication about the time and presence of life. I okay, so I, I went to art school, and there is a difference between someone making sellable art and art that is like actually communicating um, a time and presence in history, right? Yeah, um, totally. And, and not everyone wants to buy it and hang it in their house. But you know what? Sometimes that shit should be put in a museum. So people go like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Because it invokes feelings. And sometimes yeah. they're not nice. That's what I consider to be actually inspirational art. Like art that is, like should be, should be logged, should be archived for expressing a time and a place in reality. I mean, that's, that's why I do the plein air. That's. That's my vibe on that. But when people are actually doing it from thoughtful images and doing abstractions and I mean, that's just cool. You know, I haven't been mm-hmm. in something like that since art school and that shit is so magical. It, it's, I mean, it's a, it's an artist movement, really. That whole thing is, Hell City is an artist movement for sure. It definitely feels like that. It feels like a, a yeah. reclaiming of like, despite what other people think that this, you know, should be, it's, this is what art is. And there's so many different perspectives there. There's so many different, um, yeah, walks of life, you know, that, and they're all just coming together, just doing what they do in one space. I, I don't, I don't I, nothing really comes to mind, anything that I can compare it to. I mean, the, yeah. it's not an adequate comparison, but the closest that I can come to is just being back in uh, school for art again, you know, just yeah. having so many different, but, but without the experience level, but that kind of interaction right. of like, oh, what are you doing over there? Oh, cool. Like, and, and you know, without being like directed towards the same thing, aside from it, just being like, yep, just painting in front of people or we're all here tattooing, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it's really something special that show. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Well, usually when people are tattooing, you don't want to bother the client either, but when people are painting, you can be like, Hey, 
come over <laughs> here, eat a sandwich with me. You know, hey, why don't you make eye contact with me real fast? <laughs> Talk like, to me. You can't do that when people are not doing No. Yeah, hey, hey, touch, touch my face. Just do it. Why not? You know, <laughs> that's, that's a weird example, but that's, you can't make that connection with people when they're tattooing. So I think it's just very cool. That, like here is an opportunity very much like school where if you see someone doing something cool, you can literally go up to them at that moment and be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's cool. Mm-hmm. And you're not like, you're not disrupting the process. You're just, you know, it's uh yeah, I feel like I haven't had that in a really long time. And it was really, really nice to have mm-hmm. that. And just to have, the capability of having some of my favorite artists come and critique me because um, the mother painting has been kicking my ass for two years. And I was just like going around and be like, hey, hey, what do you think? Tell me what I need to do. What's going on with this? Something's up with this. <laughs> and it literally just took like two little tricks to see what I was missing and see where I was falling flat on it. And then after that, it was fine. It was perfect. I was like, wow, I feel really good that it's done. Sick. Nice. Yeah, that being able to get other artists' perspectives on it is one. Of, I think it's one of the most valuable parts about being together with other artists, um, since they see so much that mm-hmm. I didn't. And um, yeah, it's. I think that's why I'm just like I'm. I'm saying I'm just gonna draw everything, and then I was like, oh man, I actually have to do the stuff that I'm, you know. <laughs> The, the stuff that I planned on doing before. Um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come back to professional life, yes. Ah, uh, yes, this is the life. This I is mean, the life. I mean, all I, yeah. I mean, that is my life, though. I really, all I do is, like, uh, take care of my studio, paint, and cat, and tat. Oh, yeah. Cats and tats. Um, cats and tats. I mean, I've been, um, I know there's a lot of anxiety of people painting live. Like, there's even a lot of people that I invite to draw night, and these are for you, you know. Uh, for you people out there, I get it, you know, it's scary. Um, getting in front of a bunch of people and making art, but and because I get a lot of apologies once a week, I'm like, I'm so, you know, like, oh, I don't know, you know. Um, and it's, yes. And I'm like, it's okay. I was bred to do this. Um, you know, my family was actually really, really, um, supportive of my arts. Like we're, we are an artist family, you know, my grandmother paints, um, my uncle Brian drew like amazing illustrative dragons and wizards and shit, you know, um, everyone's a musician. Oh, yeah, I took after my Uncle Brian for sure with, like, the sci-fi, like, I loved fire and ice when I was younger and, like, wizards and stuff. And my dad was just like, yeah, he's like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and I love metal. Like, I remember seeing, like, a Black Sabbath poster in my uncle's room and being like, hey, he was, he was the youngest. And I'd be like, that's cool. He's like, yeah, it's Black Sabbath. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was, so in my church and stuff and for, you know, rec center events and they would have me paint. They were like, get up there, paint. It was like part of the entertainment, 
you know, mm-hmm. like most parents are like, oh, hey, why don't you get up and like sing everyone that song you learned? But mine was like, hey, why don't you get up and paint something? Um, so better. Mm-hmm. But so I'm like really, really, really used to painting live, um, talking and painting. Like I'm, I'm just used to all that. But usually it's the same vibe as, hey, you're just going to go and paint. That's it. You're just going to, mm-hmm. you know, you can practice uh, by, if you're going to paint, bring someone in the room with you and just have them hang out behind you. And they can talk to you and you talk back to them. Yep. My cousin would do that for hours. You know, she'd just come over when, this is like before we could like, really like go out and party or anything we're just four 20 year olds and she'd come over and just like sit behind me and i would paint and she we would just shoot the shit i always had plenty of cats for people to hang out with i was drawing pokemon at that point the school point when it's like oh, oh. draw me something draw me something i do all the backgrounds for the theater and then uh pokemon for everybody Oh yeah, it was you that you and I were talking about um, doing the theater backdrops. Yeah, I would have find. I need to call some of the churches in St. Pete. But like, do you still have that thing? Uh, I have a bunch of the Christmas, like um, you know, newborn baby Jesus, the North Star. Man, there is some of these backdrops are like absolutely gorgeous. Like they gave me a flat rate. To do it and I just like can I uh, spend 15 hours on this and they're like uh, yeah I guess <laughs> I just put it I just put in the extra effort because I was like man like everyone's gonna see this thing yeah you know so I gotta, I gotta make it cool <laughs> um and oh my god I it was like my job to do like the manger and the night sky behind it. And God damn it, I have to tell you that is the most beautiful night sky I have ever made in my life. <laughs> Man, I believe like, it. Where is this stuff? I want it. I want it back. Can I have it back? I just hope... Yeah, I want it. Can I have it back? Or hopefully they still use it. That would be the best. That you go back good. there for their Christmas play, oh, like, yeah. like, you know, this year, and you're like, hey, Hey, you know, I feel actually, like that happened. Hmm. That happened to you? Well, it happened at my old um, uh, school. Yeah, I was like a, an alumni. Um, so I just like went back to visit. And um, there were so many paintings of mine in the hallway. Oh, man. And I was like, what's up with this? Like a place. I played it cool, you know, and I thought that they were just like, I don't know. It was like, I made so much art that I like forgot about them. But uh-huh. they're like, uh, they totally had a uh, moment where like, we aren't supposed to have those artwork. I'm like, no, those are mine. What the fuck? I thought they had gone missing. Um, <laughs> but I let them keep it. Yeah, I let them keep it. I, I remember, I think that I took one because one of my professors did die. And so I took the painting that I had given him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're, oh yeah. Like they're, yeah. I don't know. That's like a fam. That's a family establishment. Like 
once you're a Gibbs like attendee, you're you're always a Gibbs attendee, you know. Mm-hmm. I could go back right now and I'd be like, oh hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Okay, <laughs> it's you. The cabbie. It's the one that yeah. put all the work in. Oh, yeah. I am a pencil bag. Yeah, you're alive. <laughs> you know, when you were talking about uh uh oh the hmm. Mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. uh being made for like being made for doing like art in public i i've really struggled with that because i feel like the um well yes and no i've struggled with it because it, there's a part of me that just steps in and it's just like fuck it i'm just gonna do it you know regardless of how other people see it or you know whatever but um and i think that that's a big part of it is just like getting lost in the work and, you know, letting it move through those like rough under like sketchy stages that, um, or just having them done beforehand. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's very, very smart way of going about it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, well, um, but no, I you mean, know. just just kind of embracing it for what it is and just embracing yourself as you are as an artist and just being like, I am here to draw. I am here to paint. And this is just what I brought. This is what I brought to the situation. Um, I think when mm-hmm. I do that, it does push me into making stuff that I, you know, that may be better than I would have been able to make otherwise, because I am, I'm not just in my safe zone, you know, I am pushing myself to, to improve or to, you know, to, to do something more than I thought was possible to show up, show up and let it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't make it weird. Just, um, just let it happen. Yeah. Don't make it weird. Um, I just always keep in mind that not everyone knows how to do art so when they're watching me they have no idea what's going on i could literally do anything and they would just think that's part of it Mm -hmm. so yeah that helps me concentrate um and you got to try my um my headphone thing those were were Um, life-changing man yeah that makes such a huge difference I'll talk about that then. Um, okay, the uh, neurodivergence um, on spectrum. <laughs> yep, uh, I I am definitely something. Um, and I have noise canceling headphones, and I learned those from my sister because my sister also is very noise sensitive, and she's half deaf. So like, what she does here is like loud. Um, but she has noise canceling headphones. Um, so she can just focus. Like if she has to write an email, she has to do anything. She just puts them on and she might be at cafe. She might be at home. She might be anywhere. She just has it on and it takes out every little bit of white noise that could overstimulate the brain. Cause I, that, that noise sometimes will just put me in a straight panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like an anxiety thing. It's just my brain just says, nah. You know, just like, nope. And then I'll, I just have to sit on the ground and wait till it passes, you know? Um, so being able to cancel out the idea that there's people watching you or cancel out, like first, um, 
I always like practice my setup, you know, like an hour before I leave to go. I like practice how I'm going to set everything up. I see what's the most comfiest. Because even when you get there, you're going to have to figure out all that anyways, because it's a completely foreign place. Um, And then, yeah, just try to remember what you're doing, like what your goal is and stick to your goal. And just like people are going to talk to you. People are going to try to distract you. And you can even say like, oh, give me one second. I'm about to finish this painting. You know, <laughs> that's always a nice one. But um, I mean, honestly, I'm at the point now where um, I have I have go-tos if I need to paint public, you know, like we have art shows and stuff and I'll paint live and people love it. They just like it's extra entertainment value. And so I have go-tos, you know, have a go-to. Don't try to start a project if it's your first time doing it live. That's just, it's, you're just gonna kick your own ass with disappointment and anxiety and it's just going to be even harder for you so have something that you can paint at the top of your head like you know you know have your reference but know it you know like I really know octopuses so usually if I'm live painting I'm just going to paint a fucking octopus you know most people do skulls or roses or eyes Mm -hmm. or you know like you always see the paint the paint fusion uh, at Hill City, where everyone paints together, it's always eyes or skulls or roses or something along that genre because those are comfortable things. There's just something that we draw all the time uh, for tattooing. So, you know, if you're just a painter, like figure out what is your signature thing that you can just whip out and it will help you, especially if you're put on the spot because I'm put on the spot all the time, it seems. And I've just gotten really good at it over the years, you know, mm-hmm. but it helps, it helps. I, I don't know. I think my parents and my grandparents knew that I had anxiety. So they're like, get that girl on a stage. <laughs> and I have all these videos of me as a kid being like, I don't know what to do with my body. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, like there is this, there is a video of me. I think I'm doing some ballet performance, and I was little, I was itty bitty, and I just stopped mid performance because like the person next to me like just threw me off, or I like didn't, you know, I was just thrown off, so I just stopped and then walked off. Like, but first, like looked around, and you can see my brain like thinking about it, like, do I want to stay here? No. <laughs> And then just walked off stage. <laughs> oh, and now we're here. <laughs> yep, and now we're here. You know, mm-hmm. now we're here. So it's always baby steps. It's always just acclimating yourself to stuff. But it's—I mean, I think the the misconception that usually people have that I want to clarify is this stuff just doesn't magically happen. We're not taking some secret brew. You know, I yeah. mean, some of us might be talking to Jesus, but, you know, I- I'm surely not. Um, and it, it doesn't just, just move through us. Yeah, some of us are just talking to the moon, you know. Um, but it doesn't, yeah, it takes a lot of study, a lot of study. Because um, I was trying to describe H.R. Geiger to my dad, right? And mm-hmm. then I started talking about like bio tattoos, like what is biomechanical, what is bio organica, 
you know, what is this, what is this world and tattoos? Cause you know, I like to do it. It's fun. It's different. And, and so my dad is just like, what kind of drugs do you have to take to do this? And I'm like, mm. actually, you'd be surprised. It's, it's just studying nature. <laughs> it's just a lot of study. It's a lot of thought. It's a lot of like carefulness in your thought about how things function, how things work, how things stretch and bend. If you know, if you know how plants grow and like really know how they grow, understand that they'll move trying to find the best source of light, you know, um, how baby tendrils will form off of like old, you know, if you understand that and how it works, you can draw bioorganica. No problem. If you, if you study textures, like you can do all these things from your mind, you know, but it, it comes from studying, mm-hmm. you know, any, anything comes from studying. Like if I just draw a snake head, it's not because it just came to me. It's because I studied a snake head for years and now I can draw it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like muscle memory. So that's, that's a good idea for like any kind of life painting, like for anxiety purposes, for just, it's your first time and you don't want any kind of oopsies. Just, you know, paint something that you're really comfortable with. Mm-hmm. We have this dramatic lighting that happens right now. Ooh, we got some light rays coming in through the windows there. That's pretty. Oh, yeah, I know. I think I might put like a little shield up. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put up a little. Oh dang, that Oklahoma sun. <laughs> Oklahoma, um, I you know the plain air stuff. Oklahoma has got the biggest skies. That in Kansas, they've got some big skies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They are just... I've heard of them. I've seen them in movies. <laughs> oh yes, they're quite nice. I quite enjoy them. There are clouds. Oh my gosh, gorgeous! If you like, um, like big poofy, golden crusted Jesus clouds, we got them for days. Oh man, <laughs> I need to go there and talk to the Jesus clouds. Figure my life out. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you. Oh yeah, much better. Oh yeah, teamwork. Um, I took all those racks and like made like a cool little chunk section in my library painting spot. Nice. And I'm obsessed with these racks. Mm-hmm. So. I think our underlayer is almost done. Bye. My last coworker is just leaving. Bye. Am I the only one here? Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, The studio is going to be all quiet and nice. Nice. That's cozy. I know. I like my studio. 
I wish my cats could come hang, but they'd lose their shit. It's so big. They'd be like, we're never leaving. <laughs> okay, I'm getting in real tight with this painting. Ba -ba -ba. I think I kind of want to talk about. I had. Did you hear my intro? I want to. Did you hear my intro? Um, when I first started Amanda, with like, I had like some topics. So don't I don't want to seem sporadic and weird, mm -hmm. but I want to talk about like how we get back in the fold of things after conventions. Because honestly, I'm like, how the fuck am I painting right now? I'm so overworked and tired from just all the the activity all the stimulation, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, There's so much too. So many different mm -hmm. aspects to it. Um, uh, I heard, I did hear a bit, but it was kind of like coming in and out as far as like turning uh, one thing on, trying to on, find it here, trying to find it there. Yeah, no, that's how, it, that's, that was it. I was just, uh, how do you find when you get back from the fold? How do you um kind of get back with it? Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice you'd like to share? I'd say for me, it's it's a matter of just accepting where I am, you know, just noticing, like mm -hmm. noticing that, okay, I'm feeling really tired and I really want to be productive in this or that direction right now, but I, my body needs to rest, you know, yeah. or um, I really want to go ahead and unpack my, my suitcases still aren't unpacked um, mm -hmm. because I got back to, I got back on Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, I was tattooing again. So um, mm -hmm. I guess just kind of just, ooh, except, you know, as I said, you know, accepting where I am, accepting, okay, I'm tired. What do I need to bolster myself for the next couple steps? Where is my rest going to come? And just kind of accommodating and planning for that, I guess. Um, and instead of mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, I should be more this and I should, you know, I should be able to, I should have done this X, Y, or Z before or whatever. It's just like, okay, yeah, there's that. Um, but I'm just going to like neg relax. Negotiating <laughs> your uh, guilt <laughs> exactly exactly well it is it is acknowledging the guilt monster and be like okay yeah that's valid I definitely want to do that differently next time but right now we're here mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly negotiating <laughs> with my anxiety and guilt you know um and it's becoming yeah it's becoming less and less with time um and I think that part of that has come from just just accepting it, you know, and allowing all the different pieces to be what they are as much as I can. And then just choosing where my focus is going to go, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, well, I'm feeling stressed about work for tomorrow. Well, I'll go ahead and just work up what I can now in this time. Um, and then, you know, just like, and then what's the next step, you know, let mm -hmm. it, let it come together, I guess. I'm still so new at this. Yeah. So it's like, what's my advice? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Figuring oh, it out. I man. like, uh, I try to never give advice. Uh, I try to just share personal experience. So if mm -hmm. everyone shares their personal experience, 
at least someone will find vice in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized a lot even this weekend because of just this kind of conversation. So that's why I always will ask just to see if it probes anything cool for anyone. But um, I think like how we get through everything is completely like person to person. Like it's mm-hmm. all about like what you're dealing with in your life for sure. Um, Cause yeah. I even like didn't realize this. Like I've completely, my entire career changed my hourly, changed my hours, changed my process, changed my style, all based of what my lifestyle was and how I could handle it. Mm. And I mean, like re- it really hit me until like recently when I, you know, I, uh, after co- I got COVID late, you know, I was like a cool guy, came late. Um, yeah. I was so like messed up from it. Like I couldn't even like, I could feel it. I could feel how tired I was. I could feel like I lost like 50 pounds and muscle mm-hmm. mass and all that stuff. I was tired. Like I think it was like last time we were in Columbus, I couldn't even like walk down a stream. My legs were shaking, you know? Um, and you and me and Clive Mountains, you know, like what the hell? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I knew I was in trouble. I knew I couldn't draw every night. I knew I couldn't, you know, oh, my so I had all these back pieces um, that I had been working on for years but I just like finally like, all right, I have this energy right now. So I'm going to finish them and sell them, outline them. And like, this will help me like not have to draw every single night. And I can just like come in. I'll know exactly what I need to do. I know how to position my body, you know, like it made my life easier in the sense that I could like maintain with how my body was at that moment you know mm-hmm. so every single like yeah it's hard to give like advice because everything is so different you know like uh, kids pets shop kiddo you know mm-hmm. wives sick age everything has should be a variable in how you can find time to do the extras but usually it's uh Classically, it's usually that like little block that gets, and that's another kind of little demon. That's that little, that block of wanting to paint, and and that happens to me when I become very um, comfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. like if the world's okay, I feel like I'm taken care of by the planet, and I feel good. I usually don't like paint as much. You know. Because uh, yeah. that survival, yeah. So oh, at least yeah, like, that survival, that's like, like I have to paint in order to survive isn't, you know, or making a living. That's, you know, the making living, making art thing. Well, this is how I'm valid. So I need to, need to be up oh. on it. Oh, I mean, no, I barely make money off my paintings. Um, no, I, I think it's more of like my outlet of like, if I am like, I can't like get my emotions out or communicate through my tattoos. So like, mm-hmm. if I, yeah, like my, my paintings are more emotion based, you know, um, like I can make pretty colors on a campus, you know, like, 
the octopuses just happen to be form. <laughs> um, so yeah, like if I'm happy, then what the hell am I going to paint? If I am battling with something, then I can paint something. And that's how, like, that's how I am able to like survive within my own self. You know, um, oh, yeah, it finds so a I'm, voice I'm, that way. Yeah. I wish that I could make money more, more money off of my paintings, but no, I'm not there yet. It's hard when I barely sell them. So, <laughs> you gotta sell it first. So, oh my God, I felt so weird selling my art, though. I was like, this is weird. You mean you're going to go home with it? I'm never going to see it again? They're like, no. I'm like, is it done? Oh, this is a painting. Like, I should be able to stare at this however I want to or decide I need to do more to it. What? How could it leave me? Yeah. I've had this painting for over a year. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. That one that I sold, I that thing was, yeah, I think like two years old. You know? And I had finally done the final layers on it like eight months ago. And but it was hard it was like a little baby i had i vetted the person i didn't even mean to but i vetted them like i was like okay what do you know of art you know like what kind of art do you have okay and his, <laughs> his girlfriend had, had that sleeve from nick baxter and oh, nice. i was like what? yeah yeah that's what i was like okay okay this actually soothes my woes because <laughs> at least i, I know they have respect for the painting You'll appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I found actually, this sounds terrible. It wasn't like one of the greatest paintings I've ever done. It was a very fast amateur Renee painting of like a flapper girl smoking a cigarette, you know, very mm -hmm. traditional, single line, flat color. You know, it took me probably like 20 minutes. I was like barely 20, and it was found in a garbage. My oh, friend found We live near USF, so it was a bunch of college kids. And I know exactly, I sold it at a bar, you know, art show, you know. And so it was probably like a gift or something. And we would, I mean, we would dumpster dive these colleges' dumpsters all the time because they would like literally throw out laptops and shit in there. And so that's where it was found. It was found in our community college. Our, our, um, our community university dumpster. Um, but that's my greatest fear is like, do you, will this be like, you know, like tossable to you? Yeah. And that's the, that's, I think that's the scariest thing is people who buy art who don't consider it part of the family. Mm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, like... Some of my paintings, like my collectors say that like the painting is going, like being passed on to their children and their grandchildren. And I'm like, good. Because oh, right. it should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we spend so much time on it. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I have, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I've got some paintings that they will stay in a closet until they're ready to come out, but I'm not throwing them away. They're just, you know, I change out my gallery a whole lot, which right now, getting ready for the summer show, 
And I realized that my cold little dead heart doesn't really like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> my, my coworkers are really helping me with the summer show. I, I was really good with like the whole winter and fall themes. And now I'm like in spring, I'm like, oh yeah, I can be cheeky, right? Yeah, spring is cheeky. Okay, I got that. But summer mm-hmm. is so, yeah. I think it's cool though, what I've found so far. I saw it like every single time we have a show, we have a big gallery. So um, I know we're not going to fill like all the spots. I go through my art collection, which is pretty big. And I pick out filler art to go with the pieces that are submitted. Mm-hmm. So we actually have like a real nice feeling and a nice flow through everything. Oh, nice. But, you know, Amanda, you know me. I have to, I have to be careful. I mean, I'm pretty dark, you know? So Funny, you want to show people I, too much? I'm like, I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's so many different kinds of, there's so many different expressions of art. You know, um, when you were yes. talking earlier about like when you're really going through something, you find it really easy to 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 create um, because there's just so much back there that needs to be expressed. Um, and uh, when you're happy, it's 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 a bit harder. You know, there's so many different ranges and you know, art evokes feelings. So most people are like, oh, you know, they want the couch art, like you were talking earlier, the the furniture store art. Uh, It's like, I just want something that looks pretty in my space. Whereas making something that actually evokes emotion is almost a dangerous thing because, you know, people don't really, there is, it's like, are you prepared? Are you prepared to like, be have feelings <laughs> you know can you handle yeah. having feelings right now okay with that. well yeah um I mean I like to stretch the bar too like I like people to think like the mm-hmm. art that I do collect is all think pieces you know um and I mean there is one thing of summer um for anyone that's going to come to the art show I don't want to spoil the surprise but we are going to have a surprise at the very end. And like the only, like, okay, what do you think of summer pagan rituals? <laughs> you think of like the movie Midsummer? That's what that I That was the first there. thing and that came to mind. Yep. Yeah. So the Wickerson Midsummer merges together. We have a surprise at the end because we also have a drag show. Um, there's a group called the Bang Bang and, um, Nice. Two of those people work here. So <laughs> we're going to have the bank. We're going to have the whole crew come. Uh, and we have a really cool surprise that uh, it only takes a little bit of special effects. And Austin, who is the most amazing performance artist I've ever seen. Nice. So uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. I like, everyone knew that I was having a hard time with those. I'm like, it feels so sunshiny. Um, and I was like, awesome. What about this idea? Can you do this? And he was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. So that's just a hint. Think that about Midsummer. Exciting. Think about the Wicker Man. And we're going to do that. Yeah. But, you know, no one's going to be harmed um, for real. So physically. 
Forever. physically, yeah. <laughs> mentally, mind, mind your, mind your vibes. You can handle it. You'll be yes, okay. We're gonna do it. It'll be okay. We're gonna do it late, you know, because it is a family friendly show. Um, so we have a we have a door person, so we won't let kids in at a certain point. Um, nice. But yeah, it's gonna be cool shit. Fuck yeah, dude. And I am. I am a. I was raised with like you know. We, I think we are from a darker generation. Um, there was so much going on that wasn't necessarily like joy filling that I mean I like expressing the brutality of uh, reality it's so often suppressed um and I think it's, it I I think it's very important to actually like work through it um or to just acknowledge that it's there you know I mean it's it seems so trivial just accepting and acknowledging things regardless of how comfortable, how uncomfortable they are, but it's such a powerful thing to just exist alongside of it and be like, yeah, that's valid too. Um, yeah, that's there. Know. Yeah, exactly. That's there. Yeah. You know, that, that, the, yeah. that event happens, you know, and this is what came out of it. And it, it's, uh, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about art personally is that there's no, well, that's not, well, that's not, good that doesn't make me feel good so that's not that's not good art it's like no <laughs> just right. yeah that's, that's just not for you it doesn't mean anything about the art i think art's yeah. supposed to express like literally whatever's in there you know yeah, when i don't exactly. feel inspired i feel like i create some of the the weirdest stuff when i just force like <laughs> just push myself to like well I don't know. I'm just going to draw something and end up drawing some like oh my Southern God. bell hair with like a baby face, like a baby doll face inside <laughs> her face that had a third eye. And like, I was like, I don't know right. what that means or where that came from, but yeah, that's there, yeah. I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I don't, I think that's where that, big misconception comes from it's like it doesn't just flow for us we have to actually like be inspired we have to have a thought we have to have like a painting has to be for something sometimes you know i mean don't get me wrong i can i can paint you a juicy sexy octopus because i know composition and i know flow and but like will it be one of my more empowering ones the one that makes you feel things probably not mm-hmm. it'll probably just be like yeah he Put it behind your couch there. Ooh, people be like, oh, it's an octopus. Cool. Not the, whoa, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> octopus. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I want my octopuses to invoke children to go, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, kids are the best critiques. Oh, yeah. Yeah, being at Hell City and the kids coming by. Uh, be like, oh my, there's snakes for her hairs. Like, yeah. Best reactions. <laughs> Look at that octopus. They're like, yeah. I know we need to bring um, more kids stuff with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like we like, I felt like we had all this awesome kid spoiling potential and we were just not prepared. Yeah, definitely. Like I wanted to read. Yeah, rain. I, yeah. I that's the one thing my I table. Yeah, for this. It suckers my table. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you had the crystals 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like the cool lady. I was just like the weird octopus girl. I was like, uh, have a sticker. Uh, Rock, auntie. <laughs> gonna... We all have yeah, our audiences. Like, oh. I had the small children and you had the uh, the art critics. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I was terrible oh i just want um i just want like yeah but the kid visits i really do enjoy if anyone if any of you like our art and you just want to bring your kid to one of these events we do not mind kid visits no we it's a great no it's a great break we get to like get off our little stools and come coo and ah with some cute ass kids like it's great vibes kids are great vibes yeah definitely i was really happy about the baby visits we got this weekend i think they oh, knew they were like oh yeah ellie's baby is just so cute she's so cute oh my god i know yeah <laughs> The most popular little boy in the whole world. Dude, for real though, is the king of Hell City. There should, there should be Hell City babies or something. Little Hell City or little Hell, little Hell City Munchkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Hell City hotties, but Hell City Munchkins. Yep, yep. And everyone gets like a free onesie or something. Like a Hell City onesie. Yep, yep. You are the sweetest smelling and cutest baby of them all. Mm-hmm. But probably a bit of a mischief maker. I mean, it is Hell City and, you know, like, what's the Hell si- the Hellion baby going to be like? I mean, I don't know. My brain's going in so many different directions now. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was definitely a cool time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it because got this art show coming. Uh, and man, I had like so much weird pent up energy from my rest day that I like rearranged the entire side of the studio. We've already discussed it as a studio, like how we wanted the new rearrangement. Um, so I just did it. I had the energy. Um, and we can hold a lot more people in here now because it got, oh, nice. there was like our last art show. I, I, I always stand up at the second level and like look down and see like how is that flow? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like you know like you know gotta see traffic flow in the shop, see if it goes well. Um, and yeah, I just kind of everything's a floating wall in the studio, so I can like literally with like um, I can move things around like Tetris if I want. It's really cool. I cannot wait okay. to visit your shop. I know, oh, man. Do it soon. Is that my Duisa? No. Case. Do it. Yeah, do it soon. Um, we do. Uh, we do take on guest artists. Uh, everything is supplied if you want for the ecosystem that I have. Uh, we're completely eco-friendly, which is cool. Besides our gloves, that's like the only thing I really haven't figured out. That's more of an economic issue and supply issue. So that's those are two pretty big issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're not the only one dealing with it, though. 
Oh, I know, I know. But I mean, as far as everything else, though, we got it. So that's pretty cool. Even compost. Dude, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing how many like green scraps you take. Yeah, I, I it was COVID that brought it on. Like, uh, you know, we ha we weren't allowed to do anything, so all I did was paint and research stuff. Um, like we we're even like shredding our paper and I'm making bio waste cleanup with it. You know, I'm used and I'm making these little fire logs that everyone really likes because we have access. Like, we have so much. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I just get real bored and I start thinking about stuff and knowledge is power. You know, I'll watch YouTube videos till like four in the morning learning about how to make stuff. All right, it's working. Ooh, hello. Hey, how are you, Medusa? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Everything looks weird. I am on my iPad, which is, I don't like using this one. So, okay. I just figured out how to get to gallery view. Oh, oh okay. nobody else has a camera on. All right. So no, we, we do. There we go. It's you now. It's just a hot photo of you. Thanks. <laughs> this is this is really the better option okay um okay what is everybody up to sorry i'm late i don't know how to tell time oh it's okay well, yeah what time zone are you in you're like all the way over there yeah i'm uh very west coastist yes isn't that like two hours or something or well it depends on where you are Two hours ahead of you, oh. and then everybody else Oklahoma. is reinventing. So be behind, yeah, and then three hours oh, behind everybody. Else. Okay. Right, 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 right. You know what the craziest time zone that I still fuck up to this day is New mm -hmm. Zealand. Like conception, I, I like I know I know what it is. I'm told what it is. I have this chart. So if it's this time, it's this time. But conceptually, I still can't. <laughs> Um, go back. Honestly, I think it's pretty rude that the rest of the world is at a different time. Like, expect me to do math and figure it out. <laughs> so rude. Not my go. How have you been? What have you been up to, dude? Um, I have been working on formulations like a motherfucker for my aftercare. Um, yeah, getting that tidied up, and I've uh, been making a lot of jewelry, and my charger cord doesn't reach. I saw your jewelry. That shit looks cool. Thank you. Something. Yeah, my coworker gave me a bunch of um, dental x-rays. Mm. making jewelry out of some of those, but I've also been uh, making the clay stuff. Um, mm. Just is there anything that you want? Like, uh, I can send you a care box of stuff. Um, I love human teeth. Oh, okay. 
I think I might have some Annabelle teeth. Oh, of all I'll sorts see. of teeth and bones. But, uh, yes, yes. Oh. oh, I have a bunch of extra bones of like uh, sea bones, like crustaceans or like fishies and stuff. They're all from the Great Lakes, so they're not too gross. Oh, I just um, realized that it's the uh, um, the grasshopper funeral crew. What? Oh, yes, from Paradise, yeah. man, mountain vibes. Oh, oh, like I, I still have my phone showing me like you know memories from paradise it's like a couple of things oh, from in the building and then a crap load of stuff from us walking in the woods on the last day just like yeah. pictures and pictures and pictures time. of rocks and leaves <laughs> <laughs> like reference photos reference photos i've never used <laughs> any of them as references by the way, I don't think I've ever yeah. actually taken a picture and used it actually as a reference. But in the moment, everything is a reference photo. Yeah. How, did you know you can type um, on your phone under the search? You can type in whatever, like type in tree and it'll show all the trees in your phone. Or if you type in like what? cat, it'll show you all the cats in your Yeah. So if you ever need a reference, just try your phone first. And oh, yeah, it'll look too far. You're yeah, blind. yeah. I, I, did. I had no idea. <laughs> it blew my mind. I've got to get um, going. Yeah, the, like it, the the okay, boys are having dinner. It's so good to see you guys. I love you. Love you too, man. Bye. Good to see. You. Um, yeah, bro. Like I, I'm the same. I have so many reference photos, and until I like found out about that little search thing, I had no idea. I could even do that but um yeah just try it it's cool the amount of things I've taken pictures of over the years as a reference photo and then either completely forgot oh, and yes. still like I have <laughs> toured a lot of rose gardens and I have taken a lot of rose pictures and yet when it comes time for me to draw a rose I'm just like Hey, Google, what does a rose look like? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen a thousand. I well, have so pictures of it. It's so easy to Google, but it's even easier to go on your own photos. Oh. Um, oh, I have okay. If gonna you ask me to go through my own photos, I'm going to sift through a couple of photos and be like, all right, I've got a reference photo here somewhere. I gotta find it. On somewhere buried under the 2,000 photos I took of my dog. Well, that's what I mean. You can type it in. Rose. Can you type it into this? Yeah. Is that an iPhone thing? Because I've got not an iPhone. It is an iPhone thing. Do you not have a search in your photos? I'm not investigated, but I'm looking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not tech savvy. Like some oh, of the brainy people with what? your gadgets I'm... and your knowledge. Nah. Kyle had to hold my hand to getting the Zoom call working, and then it didn't work. Me, I'm cursed. And so he had to do it anyways. But I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm like an old lady, and I don't know what's going on. 
but the amount of people Kyle has to hold hands for as they're trying to set up their Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not funny, but it is funny. Um, we're just ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> the gadget's smarter than me. <laughs> yes, but he just doesn't, he handles himself with grace. And that's why we all come to Kyle, you know? Like, there's a search option and it was in front of me the entire time. I feel really dumb for not knowing that. It's like, there's four things I can do. And it's one of the four things. I don't know how I didn't know it was right there in front of me. Everyone has a search option. Keep taking your reference photos, y'all. Because you can just search for it on your phone. Who fucking knew? It even uh, recognizes my dog and found all of the pictures of my dog. Uh-huh. Which, which I told you I would get distracted by dog pictures. And uh-huh. here I am. Oh, here you go. Oh, yeah. How many dog photos do you have? Does it tell you how many you have? Well, I'll, I'll tell you when I'm done. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> He's a happy guy. Of course, I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have of Jonesy. What is in this file? It's no, it doesn't tell me. Oh, I am. Mm. Um, it's kind of funny when you can find out how many. I have thirty six thousand of cats. Wow. And, uh, yeah, but you know they're just so darn beautiful. Um, <laughs> Reference photos. <laughs> well reference photos of my cats you know <laughs> yeah if i ever need to draw a cat i'll hit yeah, you they're up gonna, they're gonna be my cat yeah i've got it but um no it's oh, really helpful 600 like... i have 600 oh. of jonesy that's only in this album it also looks like uh there's multi for my other dog bomber it looks like oh, there's no. one two three different albums four albums where it just looks like a different dog um phone's not that smart so i have to combine how many photos are in each album i think yeah that makes Uh, sense it's pretty smart it's just not perfect yet but i mean if you think about it it's kind of eerily smart that it knows it's a dog and not just like some some weird shadow Ooh, okay. I'm merging some albums. All right. I'm on a whole different kick. What are you working on, by the way? Are you working? Are you doing some tentacles again? Yeah. Always with the tentacles. Oh my gosh. I freaked out someone. You'll be proud of me, Medusa. I scared, I scared an artist that I thought was pretty cool and like, you know, like out there, you know, but I, I think I freaked her out because she asked me what they were about. And so I told her, and then she was like, oh, I gotta go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but share with I the class, what are your tentacles about? Okay, it's, it's, it's a long story, kind of. Um, if you see the tentacles that have um, the red background, that's the origin story of the octopuses. 
Um, overall, all the octopuses are trans-dimensional, like evil beings from different planet here to absorb our flesh. Um, mm-hmm. um, so the whole story is that there is like this cold, barren planet uh, made of water, and with a the core is like still hot, so all these uh, under like alien tentacle beings are all like squeezing the core for its last warmth. But a uh, random ball of light like enters their environment, and so they like start reaching for the light, and they breach the water and continuously keep reaching for the light, and they eat planets and they're world eaters. Yep. I don't know any of this, but I am diggity down, dog. And <laughs> tell me more. Yeah, they, you know, they're gods. Uh, they eat worlds. Um, my first show that I ever did of them was called the From the Muck It Rises. It's kind of a Zoroastrophism idea of gods where it all starts with the muck and then therefore with a little bit of light and movement. Like pretty much anyone can pick up their bootstraps and, you know, be a devourer of worlds. Anyone can, you know, it's a positive note. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read Lovecraft until I was 25 and I've been painting space demons since I was like nine. So I really have no idea what the hell's going on. But the first, yeah, the first octopus paintings were when I was really young. And, um, they were, yeah, they were really graphic and like scary. And even my mom was like, oh, wow, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, it's the space demon. And those, um, those had these things like glands. Um, and I said that there were like glandish mouths that would open up and bees would come out of. So I have these paintings like bees. And I mean, they're all like kid drawings, right? But, um, so there's like bees coming out and like killing the humans. And then I imagine them like, then like laying on top of them and like sucking up all the human jelly. So do they like to enjoy a little snack of peanut butter and human jelly sandwiches? Yes, 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 yes. Delicious. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think people like I mean they're I I respect, you know, earth bound octopuses you know i think they are the ancestors of these gods um and they are beautiful and creepy and but they have the wit. I, I tried to focus on their eyes um the most because i think that shows like the true ancestry of like the alien aspect of them like the ancient ancient wisdom that we don't know So that's that's how I paint them. That's what I keep in mind. That's like their background story. You know how Jesse Smith like has his whole land? That's yeah, Carcaeus. Yes, that's basically mine. Is that I'm in this like space. I'm painting these um, dimensional travelers. And sometimes I paint them um, current. And sometimes I paint them what they were like in the past. So I go in and out. Like, if they're underwater, then that's their origin story. If they're in space, that's their travel. And then, 
or the, the, the redness is their red water. It's like a blood water. You know, it's really, I was watching a lot of metal aquas back then. So, you know, blood ocean. The human jelly water. Yeah. Blood ocean. Um, yes, yes, yes. I'm but, just holding the camera um, so be on my dog the whole time. Oh, how is the puppy? He's good. He's hamming it up, getting some scratches right now. Mm-hmm. Happy boy. He's a happy fat boy. He's such a cutie pie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot you met him. Oh, yeah. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody kept uh confusing him with um the guy that sings Margaritaville. <laughs> What? What the fuck oh, is I, that? Um, yeah, what the fuck? I should know this. Cool. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Yeah, everybody thought everybody kept confusing him with Jimmy Buffett. And I was like, nah, this is Jonesy. Yeah, bro. Is, don't you even know? Jimmy Buffett. What the fuck? Something I mean, about Hawaiian shirts and Jimmy Buffett. I don't know. I kept getting mentioned. It's a Florida thing. I mean, I've gotten drunk on a Margaritaville before. It's a whole it's a whole thing. I'll just say that. You know, did I enjoy it? I don't know. Would I go back? Nah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. They have really good margaritas. I'm not a tequila person. When I used to get wasted, I was a gin drinker. Ooh, I like the gin now. I couldn't do it when I was younger. Oh, no. Something about me felt like an old man. And gin was (laughs) where it was. Like an old man grandma. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I'm a classy lawyer on that works near Wall Street when I drink gin. Because I make... I make cocktails. I love making cocktails. It's like a thing that I've been doing like all year. <laughs> I got nice. a cocktail kit, you know, for my birthday. And I was like, oh, it's on. I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to make cocktails. And I, I have never been good at making cocktails. I lasted about two weeks as a bartender. Like three okay. weeks. Um. Well, actually, it's not because I don't like making cocktails. I learned very quickly that I didn't want to be in front of the house anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, front of the house sucks. Although, like, yeah, I want to make drinks. That sounds super fun. I didn't realize that I have to deal with drunk people, too, mm-hmm. which I should know because I, at the time and before that, always have historically been the drunk people. But I never <laughs> really realized that I would have to face that one day. <laughs> it was terrible but like put me in the back of the house where I only have to like make food when the buzzer goes up and I can spend the rest of the time like watching some shitty tv show on my ipad while you know prepping other food yeah. alone where nobody will bother me back of the house it's the best the best not financially yeah. but if you don't want to deal with people that's where you go that's that's the dream. Yeah. I, that's, if I, I were to ever I'm, go back to the food industry or the service industry, if 
food service industry, bar service industry. Yeah, back of the house is where it's at. Oh, God, yeah. No, I, I would love to be a prepper, you know, just do food prep and then, like, leave when I'm done. Oh, my God. It's so funny. You show up at, like, 6 in the morning, do all your prep for, like, three hours, and then bounce. And then bounce, you know? Yeah. I think that um, for stocking stores, too, like, one, I love delivery men. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's some weird daddy issues, but I see them as, like, superheroes, and I'm like, hey! You're okay. Thank you. Hey, Daddy, are you bringing I'm, me I'm, presents? Yeah. What you got? You got something. Like, I love them. Um, and I love breaking down boxes. And I love like the physical activity of like, you know, I just yeah, like I would be a great stalker. And I could just listen to headphones and fucking get it done. Fuck yeah. There is some like I love very underappreciated jobs out there that are actually oh, like kind of nice yes. oh yes my sister always jokes how she just wants to quit everything and like go work at it as a barista at starbucks and i've had that job and that job was sick it was wonderful yeah. I think also was, a lot of times that people don't realize how fucking awesome those jobs are because they suck in the time being when you're like longing for something different and then you get something different and you're like, man, I really want to go back to that. Like if there's any <laughs> yeah. job, I, if I'm like having a really rough day at the tattoo shop, I'm like, man, this is my dream job, but I would definitely be down to just go back to being a prep cook or a line cook like right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a rough day and at least in the kitchen nobody bothered me yeah yeah I delivered pizzas for a long time and you just have these moments of just jamming out to music in your car and just driving and you're like cool everything's okay but yeah this is our dream job but sometimes every now and again like I would love to work at a Michael's you know and just help people out all day with their crafts I don't want to help people out all day with their crafts. I want to craft. (laughs) Can I set up the displays or like make the craft? I want to be a craft product tester. No, I just want to help people make shit. Because when I'm in there, people ask me all the time anyways. Like old ladies are always like, I'm like, hey, can I help you? And they're like, Oh, I'm trying to do this thing. And I'm like, you know what you need? You need this from aisle eight. And then you can do this. You know, like I'm already doing it. I'm already living the life. I'm almost there. Or, you know, and then I'll like, there's a cool like museum in town. I'll be a docent on the weekends. Ooh. I like how we're talking about kind of our pre-retirement. <laughs> like, I want a bunch of dogs and a bunch of cats and a mm-hmm. land. Goats. I'm work in a kitchen. Yep. Cooking. Prep cooking. Spend the rest of my days testing crafts. Craft I'm products. I'm a stock girl at Michael's. Yeah. No, dude. Like, I want to. Yeah. Well, I want to be my other dream job besides tattooing. It's definitely like if like Sculpey came out with a new line of polymer clays. And they wanted a crafter to play with it and just to give yeah. them feedback. I'm that mm-hmm. guy. You can see that now. 
wait, is that even a thing or because I know there's I video think... game testers. Can I be like the craft supply testers? I mean, I don't think you'll get paid. I don't think you'll get paid for it, but you could do that now. Just well, like... I still got rent to still got my rent. Oh yeah, that's know. what I do my regular <laughs> job for. That's what tattooing is for. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot. I do have a regular job. Yeah. So a regular job. Um, I was watching um what was uh oh shameless. There we go. I've got I finally got on the shameless kick. Um and they said something really fucking I'm like, oh excuse me, sir. But um I guess one of the characters is getting housed by a dad. He's like, so what's this guy? Does he have a job or something? And they're like, Yeah, he's apprenticing the tattoo. And they're like isn't even that an art form just putting it's just skin like putting ink in the skin and i was like excuse me <laughs> excuse me oh yeah you do it yeah you do it then punk you know i think it was lip who said it i don't know have you seen shameless it's actually pretty good <laughs> i watched a few episodes and i could not get into it I really couldn't. I gave it a couple of tries. So I watched the first and second episode both a couple of times on a different occasions when I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get into Shameless. But I couldn't do it. Same thing. Like, There's a lot of shows that I just could not get into. But there's other shows I like. So no, I will not understand anything you're saying if you mention Shameless. But uh, <laughs> no, I think did finish. I just uh, finished Succession. Ooh, yes, it's yes. infuriating, but I definitely have a lady boner for Kieran McCulley, McCulkin. Oh, oh, Culkin. I'm getting him and his brother confused. Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh wait, like the sister of McCulkin? Uh. Kieran Culkin is oh. the name of the actor, one of the one of the brothers in the Culkin family that's in succession. And his character uh -huh. is just a terrible fucking person. But he's hot. Oh. Fuck yeah. I mean the Culkins are pretty hot, like all of them. Yeah. They're just babes. Yeah, they're all babes. Um on a completely different note, I just opened up the package for the new ignition kit for my motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And, uh, actually, right after this, I got to head out to go to my friend's house where my bike is at in the garage and put the ignition in. Um, okay, I think in, I'm going to wrap up in probably like 20 or so. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's about that's about right. Um, if anyone uh, who's watching live wants to ask any questions or has asked any questions, I haven't answered them because I just figured out how to do that. Um, feel free to DM me, and I'll like post it or bring it up again at our next draw night. Um, you know, we're simple people with the uh, online stuff. 
with the digital thing. Simple, slightly neuro spicy artist, easily distracted and interested in octopus overlords. Yes. I want to know more. Okay. I want to know more about this octopus overlord god world of yours. Like, Like, I know you draw a lot of tentacles, but I didn't know there was a whole thing behind it. And I just, I'm hooked now. So you. God, tell me okay. more about the folklore. Like, what well, are their names? Um, they have no names that are pronounceable by name. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, here, I'll take. I'll, let me take you a little walkabout. Here, let me show you. I'll show you some more. Okay. So, uh, this is the one I'm working on now. Isn't that nice? That's more of a current one. Yeah, and I wanted to show how ribbony and gross these can be because they can be they can so be really fucking cool. cool your art is just thanks man thing. well now you know where they come from you know okay so let's do a walkabout this is my shop this is my studio okay so uh let's do these guys first hold on so these are not done but um they're from an old series and i have them all just flat and real purpley and i've decided to actually put some color into them because I've learned things from so uh this is like imagine like yeah so this is like the beginning and imagine an entire planet that covered with this mass of these octopus gods like swirling together and gnashing together and they're old they have like particles and like you know like they're contributing to an environment they are so old and you can see them in the distance like the whole realm is completely like just this tentacly thing and then okay did you watch the heavy metal movies oh yeah like the old well ones? okay the first one okay got it <laughs> the ball of light that is like the connection to all of the yeah the evil ball of light that corrupts everything yeah, yeah that so i did it there and oh so- <gasps> that is gorgeous renee Thanks. This is called the first sight. And so the octopus tentacles are like immediately drawn to this orb of light that just came through their environment. And you can hear it like, and now we enter the void, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, they're all, I, I love the tentacles and little bubbles, like the boiling blusters of the heat of the core. They rise to the top. Um, and then there's another painting that is huge. Like imagine this height, but it's equally the width of it. And it's like the octopus going like, you know, like, and like yeah. swimming and like swimming up to the top. Um, and this is some more, so these are lovers that love each other. They're lovers. So they're oh, like, that, just, that is so pretty. Did those textures. You genius. Little balls of light. Um, and I think the other one's sold. Yeah, but you know, oh yeah, this is my oldest fuck painting. This is one of them that I was like nine. You you were what? I was nine. Look at these mouths. You were nine when you painted that? Yeah. Like seven, eight, nine. Yeah, my dad found it, like, on all these drawings and stuff. It was ridiculous. 
then, my sister like oh i have a thing i have this like thing that's typed out for it too it's pretty good but it's like the still the red pa- i like forgot about this painting so i still have the red like background of the sky and like the same purples and stuff like that like that's what i think is really crazy i still use the same like look at that green dude back there i have i still have the same color palette oh look i finished this one oh wait let me get let me get into better light so you can see it everything is this new because i'm setting up for the art show oh you can't see it in the day right now in person, you can see it. On the phone, it sucks. So this is the heart. That one was a hard one. Never doing it again. It's amazing. Thanks. So, yeah. This is our, uh, it's our little humble abode. Check it out. It's I amazing. need to come visit. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. I wanted to show you this. Oh, the plants. Look at all the plants. Oh, let's go. It's gorgeous. That's such a lovely display. I like it. Look, I got that's a new one. All the little ammonites. There it is. Right, Sesame. Oh, that's, that's super a, rad. That's a squid beak back there. Look how big that is. Right. Like, it's like that big. And oh, that's a little like beak. Dude, it feels like um feels like a human. It's really weird. But it yeah, feels it's cool. like a human. Or like a nail. Like it feels like a human nail. Oh whoa. Yeah, and it like yeah. sheds like that too. Wow, your place is beautiful. Oh, yeah. This is my library. Check it out. Oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, I love the ladder and the door. <gasps> it's perfect. <laughs> Thanks. And that's, yeah, that's my booth in there. Mm. Yeah, and then that's from our spring show, but we're like, let's keep it up. Oh my gosh, so we took our onion skin from our simple sheets, and then we took our drawings and made flowers for the spring show. And we oh, that is amazing. We just keep giving them to people as they leave. Like, oh, hey, we love you. Here, take this. Here, take our, <laughs> take the stuff you don't want. To. Here you go. Yeah, take the stuff we don't want to store. We don't want to store it. It's like, you store it. It's yours now. You touched it. Yeah, they're always like, oh my God, thank you. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're going to a convention and the end of the convention, at the end of the convention, it's time to pack up and you're like, look at all this merch I don't want to take home. Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. you want some hey. stuff? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well i'm doing like it's window. not trash but i don't want to deal with it so here's the present here's the present yeah i love finding the vultures that like brought a dolly for after the show. you know like they live there so they they came prepared like hey are you flying you want that i'll take it and i'm like 
God bless you people. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I uh just n- not having to deal with like the cost of baggage on the way back. Because mm-hmm. like with a lot of airlines, you know, you've got a certain limit. And then if it just goes like a fraction of a pound over that limit for your like checked bag, it doubles in price. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was coming back from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. uh, the convention, I didn't, I, I was bringing back less stuff that I had brought there because I sold some stuff. So logically my suitcase should be lighter. However, mm-hmm. I had gone swimming and I didn't have any like flip-flops or shoes or anything so I just went swimming in my Chuck Taylors and they weren't completely dry so they were still a little wet in a plastic bag inside my luggage and that alone almost caused me to have to pay like 80 extra bucks to check my bag oh my gosh that's I would just put them on no it's fine I I did I ended up putting them in my backpack and I was like carry on It was like the luggage drop, the luggage weight drops so much. And oh man, I don't like traveling because it costs too much. No, I know. Same. I think I'm just going to drive everywhere now because I think I have to bring my cats with me everywhere now. It's just going to be a thing. We're going to travel together. <laughs> I am looking forward to gas prices dropping one day. Yeah. Cross same. my fingers for that so that I can <laughs> afford it. But like for me, not being anywhere near any of the other like reinventing people mm-hmm. is like everybody that lives in Ohio can drive like five hours and see each other. For me, that's yeah. like four days and six hundred dollars in gas. Mm-hmm. Cause I was thinking I about driving to the indie tattoo expo. But in order to make that happen, where I'd even have enough time for pee breaks and stopping for food and stuff, I'd have to take an extra seven days off just for driving time. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. I've done that drive. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, uh, Quick note, because I think we... we, Yeah. um, Sometimes traveling for shows like that, like I think of it as attacking the USA is as a traveling artist, it's really hard. I've had to split it up over the last, you know, 17 years by going, okay, I'm going to do the East Coast for a couple of years and maybe one West Coast show. I'm going to do, and but I only do like shows and guest spots and stuff like that if I know I have clients, you know, or that I know that I won't like break my bank. So like the stuff that, the stuff that we're talking about with the reinventing, like will be seminars, will be things like that. Like Medusa, like anytime you're out in the Midwest, you know, like guest spots are available too. But yeah, it's the time away is so hard. Um, you should look into like the evergreen stuff too. Like that's near you and a lot of us. Yeah, evergreen do, like, convention is probably the one big one that's local for me. Yeah. Um, and I went and hung out at it uh, with my boss who was working it and everything and uh, this last time and I decided not to work it because I kind of wanted to hang out and have some uh, just you know chill relaxing time um, mm-hmm. but honestly I was <sighs> it's yeah. even though it's a big convention that's hyped up a lot 
mm-hmm. it's kind of small and yeah unimpressive mm-hmm. like there wasn't like I don't remember there being live music if there was it was in another room that nobody was ever in and like do they have any seminars no well I mean they oh. have seminars during the week before mm-hmm. the convention so not during convention times like there was seminar there was like a seminar on Wednesday oh. and a seminar on Thursday and then the convention was Friday Saturday Sunday I was there Thursday night for setup and everything um I hung out and helped out Friday and halfway through Saturday I just left to go back to Portland to open up the shop and work on Sunday yeah um, I would too I feel like Evergreen has in the past been something that was like a destination thing, but after I've gone to like, and me being new to the tattooing and all of that, after I went to like Hell City and after I've even just seen pictures of like other conventions, I went to Evergreen being like, this shit's been hyped up. These are like big names, but then the convention itself was it is yeah, it's boring. chill boring. What? boring oh the last time i did it uh i think it's been like 10 years <laughs> oh. i heard that it was fucking popping like 10 years ago well yeah, it was cool like dan marshall and like um james kern were like doing seminars and like you know it was like it was cool um i got to I mean, I, got, I was boothed right next to Dan Marshall, and he's a watercolor painter and tatter, and um, that was awesome. That was like a, oh my, that was like a weird, like, oh my, I just all weekend get to see this cool shit, okay. Um, and it was, like, it was, like, very, like, um, I don't know, I really got to meet the artists that I never get to meet usually on the West Coast, and um, so I got to meet James, and I mean, as far as the seminar or the convention goes, though, I mean, yes, I was busy tattooing. So I can see on the other side. I mean, I don't know what I would have done with myself besides seminars and that, you know. But it is yeah. quiet. It was a quiet convention. I remember that. Yeah, um, it's a pretty quiet convention. And there are some artists there that are like really big names and really fucking amazing, you know, and everything. And people there that I was really happy to see and happy to meet. But mm-hmm. I also i also i don't know i'm not trying to talk shit i'm just thinking like as somebody who was going there Mm -hmm. both helping out at a booth and being a person there to enjoy the convention oh yeah i think i don't know i feel like i was personally unenthused yeah, I mean, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to ha- top Hell City. <laughs> it is really hard to top. But I think also what I was comparing it to was the last two conventions I went to to hang out at and everything were Puerto Rico, which is in paradise, oh. and Hell right. City. So I'm like coming back from <laughs> seeing those and then being like, this, where's the fire dancers in the tropical paradise? <laughs> What do you mean? It's two hours out of where I live. I'm bored. These are my neighbors. 
<laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's also like an environmental thing. I wasn't in a new environment. I was literally just a couple of hours outside of my apartment. Oh yeah, that's true. I know the the OKC show is coming up um uh next week, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, but it's it's my home, so I'm literally gonna drive my scooter to and from, and just like leave early we're gonna go see weezer saturday night you know it's gonna be like the weirdest convention ever because i'm like uh no i'm home so like me and a couple of artists that my friends with are like meeting up and we're doing shit together but like i don't know at the villain art shows um anybody wants to know um back in the day of old <laughs> they used to be fucking wild <laughs> um especially for doing the conventions i've been doing now like i've done some chill ass shows like i do the literary ink that one's just literally filled with nerds it's wonderful um hey, like, i've never been to the portland show i just i don't know i, I haven't really explored a whole lot of the port local stuff well that's a newer one um and i honestly don't go anywhere where i don't think i'm like some money and i know like people that live in expensive ass cities can't afford tattoos and every time i kind of book in portland I'll, honestly it's so weird like uh i've just ended up like you know i used to be fully licensed in oregon um and i just gave it up over covid i was like i'm never going back i don't care i was gonna tattoo in seattle fuck it yep and Port i don't like seattle <laughs> but i feel like Portland's community is really oversaturated with tattooists. Oh, so yeah. there's literally a tattoo shop, at least like two tattoo shops on every fucking block. Anybody mm -hmm. with ten thousand dollars can pay to go to tattoo school and get a license. And ninety nine percent of those people decide that because they went to school and have a license, they're good enough to be a professional artist but they realize they can't get a job at any other shop because they don't have any experience or knowledge of the actual industry but they do have a license so legally they can just start their own private studio so there's about six thousand of those and mm -hmm. then there's just too many people doing tattoos so you know it's just really oversaturated not all of it's great some of it is great. There's a lot of really good tattoo artists here too. But oh, yeah. it's a shit show. And well, I, 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 I my competition <laughs> is six thousand other people that a client can choose from mm -hmm. in the same city. And that was it. I couldn't find a place for a while until I ended up meeting James. Um because I had clients already, like pre-started pieces, you know? Like I didn't need anyone's clients. They were already mine. And um, I was told by someone that I didn't have enough followers on Instagram to tattoo there or in Portland. And I was Ooh. like, I'm like uh, I don't think you understand. Like I already have clients, they're just waiting. It would be cool to tattoo them here because I am licensed um, just for like two or three days. And then I'm going to go home 
but I'm in town right now for a friend. So can I? And they're like, they, they didn't care to look at portfolio. They didn't even care to hear me. They were just like, you don't have enough Instagram followers. And I was like, whoa, bro. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Um, I remember he was wearing space pants. And so I looked down at him and called him, okay, space pants. Um, it was, it was like the sickest burn I could think of, you know? Um, I'm really bad at that. Oh, that's a real thing though. I went, oh. my coworker had a client cancel on them because after they already booked, they looked at their Instagram <laughs> and called back and said that they didn't want to continue with the appointment because the artist didn't have enough Instagram followers. That's so weird. Yeah. Why would you book in the first place? Well, that's weird for a client to do, but I was very surprised that a shop owner would say that. Like, I've, I've met people, like I, I worked for someone who definitely prioritized Instagram following and relationships over skill level. Skill, skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I worked for somebody who hired a person that would cross-contaminate left and right, show up drunk, mm-hmm. tattoo horribly, blow out lines, you know, show mm-hmm. up drugged up, Ugh. not show up at all, blah, 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 but kept this person hired on because they were married to somebody famous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what the fuck is that? And they weren't even licensed. Ew. <laughs> but Ew. they got the job without an interview because they were married to somebody famous. Gross. Like, but that's kind of, you know, that's, if you're a business owner and your objective is that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't want to work at that shop, anyways. Yeah, I know. That's how I said it, too. I just kind of was like, all right. Oh, I got sweet revenge too on that guy because I, I considered that guy kind of silly. But he saw me later with James. We were buying pastries and I was like, oh, hey, you know, James, you know, you know, it was, and I had told James what had happened. So he like totally helped me out with it. He's like, oh, yes. Like, yeah, I'll, be, I'll just be guest spotting with him, you know? Okay. So it was really good. It was some good spicy like karma that he got for that. I, you know, I, he should have been embarrassed about that. That's just like, bro, I'm like, what in the fuck? You know? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it, it's weird that somebody would run a shop and then base, base the qualifications on something that A, doesn't matter and isn't relative, and yes. B, was never even a concept when the industry was invented. Like, People were no. good tattooers and famous tattooers before there was Instagram. Yes. And I understand if your shop is doing poorly and you're, you are trying your best to feed your staff. Like that's also a mis- I, I, I want to be clear on if anyone listens to this in the archive. Um, if, yeah, if you have to deny a guest artist because you can barely feed the people in your own home, totally understood. You know, if, 
if you're de- that that's a complete and utter understanding. So hopefully, if anyone's ever denied a guest spot um, because of that, like just say it with grace and kindness. But if someone is vetting you based off of how many Instagram followers you have, and you're a qualified artist with clients, and not asking for advertisement, not asking to feed into their clients, not even asking to really hang out, just like give me a hole in the wall so I can get my clients done. Because I won't see them ever again because I don't live here and I'm just in town. Um, then that's kind of fucky. <laughs> and I'll say it. That's that's fucky. Because every time I see that man now, um, I'm an asshole, you know. And but I'll you still that. see them around? Oh uh, yeah. Sometimes, every now and again, I'll see them at a convention or something. Uh it's been a while since I have. But I mean, I'm an Aries and a younger sibling of like you know, so I know how to be fucky. And so you know always, how to fight. Well, no, not even that. I say fucky <laughs> like cheeky. Uh, and I do know how to fight, so that's not a problem. But no, I love just being a smart ass. <laughs> uh, cheeky, as the Scots would say. You know, like he'll forever be reminded of me, and I don't even have to say that much to him. I just be like, oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> goodness because he knows yes no i know but so yeah it's like bad karma you know because you never know who you're turning down either you know like you might have to paint next to that person you might have to tattoo next to that person that will be awkward Mm. Mm. so weird imagine being like your internet presence isn't good enough for me yeah. And then later having to like be next to each other during an art fusion. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then my inner Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, hi. Hi. We met hi. before. <laughs> oh, if you ever see me with a little smile, that's probably what's happening. Oh, I, I can't won't be able to be there one day. I can't help it. Yeah, I cannot help it. If you see me have a little smile and it, there's nothing happening to deserve that little smile, that's probably, I've been in this business for a while. Like there's been lots of people that have been fucky to me, but that's usually how I approach it. Um, Cause you know, I'm from Florida. I know how to get down and trashy, but I tend to just like smile and say kind of, you know, like fun, fun things at them. <laughs> I always yeah. forget that you're from Florida. I know. I, I play it off like I'm not really well. That's yeah. why I probably like and can relate to that shameless show so well. <laughs> but um, yeah, if anyone that wants to know my upbringing, they just have to watch The Florida Project with Willem Dafoe. And uh, it's a really good vibe piece. You know, you feel the vibe. Um, how is Florida man? I, that was one of my mentors. Oh, the movie. Oh no, that just came out, didn't it? I didn't watch Uh it. I didn't watch it. I don't have to. I have to. I don't know what it's about. I just know that Florida is in a title. So I'm like, how accurate is it? Tell me, Renee. I'll watch it and I'll let you know. I'll I'll be crucial. Cause I grew up in the 
Okay, so like the St. Pete area included Tampa Bay and even some of Orlando and Clearwater. Like that's where we all hung out. Um, so, you know, if you ever read those Florida Man reports, it's always like Pinellas County. That's where I grew up. Or Hillsborough County. And that's where my dad was. Um, so like all of those people are the Florida people that you hear on the news. And uh, that's where Jerry Springer would also fish for people. Oh, he passed away recently. I know, I saw them. I'm so bummed. I know. But it's like, but my trash TV king. We'll see him in Valhalla, probably. The one thing I was looking forward to on sick day is when I got to stay home from school. Mm -hmm. Daytime yeah. trash television. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, what a like, good, such a good mediator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he did much mediating. I think he was more of a, uh, I've got a stick and I love to stir things. <laughs> I just remember him holding his little cue cards and just pointing and screaming at people and be like, that's true mediation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I remember when they decided to start incorporating the stripper pole at the end of the show <laughs> for audience members to show them what they got. Oh my god! How did I forget about that? Oh my yeah. god! And then the beads came in, and then I also <laughs> like too hot for TV. I remember the video store across the street from one of the houses I lived in when I was a kid has a tape in the window of a, a melted VHS and it was Jerry Springer's Too Hot for TV and that was their warning for what happens to your cassettes if you leave them out in the sun and don't protect them. Oh. I didn't care about VHS's melting or about the sun damage. I wanted to know what was too hot for TV. <laughs> I think the VHS too hot for TV that it melted the VHS because you know it's too hot for TV. But no. it was probably just the naked Florida women talking Florida talk. Uh, yeah. I thought Jerry Springer was like Nebraska or something. He was Michigan, Wisconsin. He was a senator. Yeah, where was he a Senate man? I, senator think he was, I don't know, but he did live my he did live in Florida. Uh, my one of my best friends sold him a newspaper when she was a barista, and he was a dick about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, like he had a hundred dollar bill for a newspaper, and he was like, "Well, can I just have it?" And she was like, "No," and, and I think she called him like Mister Senator Man. No. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I want to say like a. He seems like he seems like a Wisconsin man. You know, he can take it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he he. If it's too hot for TV, he can handle little barista insult. Dude, Wisconsinans are tough people. They take me by. I like it. Like they take me by surprise. Well, I mean, you got to be tough to survive the winters there. 
I've seen a yeah. pictures of them being like just a little snow and it's like four <laughs> feet. Yes. Like just a I little know. dusting. This is like okay, but I'm stuck. Yeah, just the dust. I love the dusting. Just the yeah. dust. Yeah. It's just a little dusting, but you know, you're buried under like eight feet of snow and there's no access to your car and you better have enough water at home because the pipes are frozen. Just a little dusting. It's no big deal. I want that, Medusa. I want to retire in that. Retire in a pile of snow? Yeah, like, oh, bother, snowed in. Guess I'll just, you know, go read a book or like stay home and paint, pet the cats. Pet the cats. I can't can't do anything else. So bother. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I really want that for myself. (laughs) Like, oh, can't can't do anything about it. Oh well. Literally any excuse to stay home and craft and hang out with my pets is gonna be great. If you want snow, perfect. Perfect. Uh, Power goes out. Well, I could just paint by candlelight. Yeah. The world explodes. Everything is desolate except for my nice little apartment. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I got canned everything. I got gas, so I'm good on that. You know. No, I got a fireplace. Good on that. All right. Got cats. We're good to go. Let's do this. I have like, I have none of those things, but I'm good. (laughs) Apocalyptic checklist, I believe, has cats on it. In the apocalypse, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, I am getting, my phone is blowing up. My friend wants me to come over to work on this ignition. So I'm going to head out. Yeah, you be careful on that murder circle, Mulaney. And um, I will do my best. I, I'm scooter season for me over here. Uh, motorcycling in Oklahoma is just asking for it because Okies can't drive. It's true, Okies. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Scootering, uh, <laughs> that's a whole different story. The, the neighborhoods here have got these huge, nice bike lanes, and everyone just kind of goes really nice and slow. So, this is a cruising city. Um, I'll take you scooting in if you ever want to come down. Hell yeah, I do want to come down. I will let you know uh, about. So I'm gonna send yeah. you some art too. By the way, oh, I... send me just to have to on stock for whenever there's an art show next because I'm so bad at coming up with something. Uh, send me something by the seventh. That is summer related. Oh, man. That's everybody now. Everybody. Send me something by the seventh. I can figure it out. We've got home space now. I just made a bunch of extra walls because I'm an idiot. So, yep. Got to fill them up. All right. I love you. Have fun painting. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for joining. Bye. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming on. That was Medusa. You can find her at Medusa Slays on Instagram. We also have Spiritual Tattooer and Anna War. Uh, both very, very talented peeps. That, um, we have traveled and done all kinds of crazy things together. So it was real cool that they could join. And you can hear us rant a little bit. You know, I can be pretty um, 
consistent and teachery mode, as I call it. Um, but it's really good just to hear people talk about our database. So thank you so much for um, watching. And I also, um, before I forget, I wanted to thank everyone that came up to me at Health City. Um, that is an avid viewer. Um, it was really cool to meet you. And it was really cool to talk to you in person and just see your faces and know that people are listening and people do take notes and people are learning. Because that's the whole point, you know, is, is a time to learn and a time to discover. Um, and, yeah, you don't have to come on and join, but even in just listening while you're drawing or listening while you're cooking or something fun like that, um, I know people will just pick up on just a little bit because that's how I learn, you know, so it's the only way I know how to teach. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to probably put this painting down here in a little bit. Um, Please uh, stay tuned. I think Guy Atchison is coming on next, um, or has already started, because I think we went over a whole lot. But uh, yeah, follow reinventingthetattoo.com and see what the schedule is, and give everyone else a little follow. Um, there's a lot of really cool programming, and there's more coming day by day. And, and we're all learning and adapting as teachers, so if you have any questions, please put in the comments, and um, hopefully I can address them the next go around. Um, and if you have any like real permanent questions for now, you can DM me at Renee Little Tattoos uh, on Instagram. Um, I've been trying to be a little bit better about checking my un, um, you know, the other folder. Um, <clears throat> so if I don't get back to you, don't take offense. Uh, I'll get there. So yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next last Monday of the month.